I hope we live. We live, y'all. <laughs> live and direct. I hope we're live too. Uh, fingers crossed that we're live. Right, check, girl, they did me in a little bit, honey. I'm like, um, it looks like we're live. Yes, it does look like we are live this time around. Okay. <laughs> so okay. we are live. <laughs> yeah, we're live this time. Um, what's good? What's good? What's good, family? Uh, take what's two. Up? <laughs> Um, we, we, this is our second go round. So we'll just do a brief synopsis, uh, on how our weekends were. Mine's was fantabulous. Just a, a, a very quick recap. I was hosted by the Middletons, uh, my good sis and my good bro. They hosted me this weekend. I, I hung out with the girls on Friday and we did dinner with, I did dinner with my daughters and stuff, but, um, I was hosted by Danny and bro Curlin and it was just fantastic. I, can't say enough about how gracious they were as hosts and how accommodating they were and how right at home I felt like I could take off my shoes like I was at my yes, sister's house girl. like I could walk around like I was just at family house and it was just so fantastic I can't wait to go back it was I can't say enough it was dope so yeah I love that, that. Yeah. <laughs> I wow. love that mm-hmm. my week Hey guys, thank you for having me here on your channel. Thank Shout you out to all coming. the supporters. I'm Yay. posting it right now. I thought we were going to pre record, so I didn't post it on my socials, but I'm oh. about to let all my people know that I'm here. So, shout out yes. to y'all, audience, y'all people. My name is Angie, aka Angie's World, and um, I'm so happy to be here. My weekend was, you, was really good. It was, um, what did I do? Friday, I relaxed, I did a couple rooms on Clubhouse. Saturday, mm-hmm. I worked hard in the house, got, you know, clean, did the things I needed to mm-hmm. do. And then mm-hmm. Sunday is my content day where I get stuff done for my social media. Um, and this doesn't feel like work because this is what I love to do. And then after Bro. this, I'm going to do a couple videos and stuff like that. So I'm so happy to be here and I'm so excited to talk to y'all today. Okay, well, thank are you, you for live? I'm seeing the same thing, but I don't know. So it showed it, it when I went in, it showed that we were live 29 seconds ago. So let me see. Yeah, see if it's actually it says playing. three waiting. What the hell? Oh, let me let me go back. Just yeah, let me sure. go to the, our actual channel because All I right. can't. Uh, yeah, that's I what get... I was trying to tell you. I just oh. subscribed. It doesn't show that we're live. You know how it shows that we're live on the channel? Like when you go to it, it'll show that we're live right now. It does not show it like that. Same. Okay, there may be some sort of something going on with YouTube. It may be something with YouTube. Let me see who's live right now. Is there any? Yeah, I see people that are live right now, though, that use StreamYards. That's what so strange. Bernard is live right now. There are people that are live. No, it shows. Oh, on your Sister George channel, we're live. That's what's crazy as hell to me. But it sh- still shows upcoming on the Breakdown channel. I don't know. It's showing um, even on StreamYards. It's showing that we're live from the Breakdown channel. But I noticed that people were starting to talk in the chat. I don't even know if they can hear us. It says, I ain't no Sister George knew Angie laughing. Oh, God. What up, Bullets Gotti? I don't know if he can hear me, but. Girl, oh, where God. you found Bullets Gotti at, Lord honey? have mercy. Girl. <laughs> Bullets Gotti is everywhere. I met him on Club Lord Lord have mercy. That's what I'm like. <laughs> I see him in a month of Sundays. Right. Lord, Lord Jesus, Bullets Gotti. 
Um, I don't think we're we're live, y'all. I don't know what the hell. But it shows forty-one views on on. Uh, oh, that was the first video. That's so weird. That that was the first stream that we did, but it was it showed forty-one views. I don't know. Oh, God. So I'm y'all want to pre y'all want to pre-record the episode and then drop it live? Hey. Um, um, that's kind of looking like what's gotta happen, and I'm mad. Or do we Be- need to reschedule? Like, what was T? Because wait, but bullets is responding. He's putting He's laugh out loud. I be in the bushes. So you uh, hear us? Tell us in the chat if y'all see us live. Are Where y'all... is he commenting from, though? He may be commenting from Danny's other because she shares it on multiple. Um, oh, that's yeah. probably what it so is. it's uh streaming now from my Twitch, my personal channel, and it's supposed to be streaming live from the breakdown. Mm-hmm. It's and it's also on Facebook. Hmm. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? We have um, some technical difficulties, girl. We didn't pay the bills. <laughs> well, you definitely paid the bills because we see the overlay. You know, she would have that little duck right up there if you ain't pay no bill. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Unless that is y'all wanna, me. Unless y'all yeah. want to pre-record and then drop it in about an hour on all the platforms and just be in the comments with people. You know what I'm, at, I'm about to do is I am about to post a community tab and see and do it, huh? if... I'm gonna post a community tab on the breakdown and um yeah, so send people over over there. I this is the strangest shit I've ever seen. Okay. Um and I'll send my audience all the links after we're done. And I'll just okay. get the links from you from C or from this, this channel. It's it... crazy as hell. <laughs> Wait a minute. So what you gonna do on the community tab? I'm, I'm gonna confused. post um she's gonna to... redirect the audience to where it is streaming from. Yeah, uh, Andrew, what channel are you got? Eugene and Andrew, what channel are you guys watching us from? Are y'all on the Sister George channel or the breakdown? If y'all watching from the break that breakdown, let us know because that's where we're having problems. Yeah, this is so strange. I know it's driving me crazy. Like, I got you know, I'm sitting here like, do I have this? Is what happens when we're our own producers. This, I mean, I be having issues Girl. on my show too. I pre got in house IT, but like, we've never had this problem, bro. And my in house IT is in these streets, honey. He didn't uh-huh. love me here <laughs> to figure it out by myself. Mm, Listen, mm, mm. okay, yeah, so somebody says, Sister, Sister George channel. channel, okay, dark culture. Okay. Wait, what dark culture? You streaming? Is it streaming on Tough Talk? No, no, no. Oh. Um, let me see something. Okay, now it's showing that. Is it now on the breakdown? I just yes, got a, it uh, is on the breakdown now. Breakdown now. Finally, hey, that y'all. is crazy. What Don't crazy hey, 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 hey. <laughs> okay, you know what? Um. This is what happens in the real world. As you guys know, technology yes. is not perfect. So people we were love working out the kinks, like baby. You know what? And we just got the roll with the punches. Y'all know yeah. it is what it is. This is real life. Y'all got to see behind the scenes us working out the kinks in real time. But the Ooh. show must go on. And people love to voila. see this stuff. <laughs> Look at God, though. <laughs> he like, on this good Sunday, intervene. And that's what I'm talking about. That's my man. Um, yes. People <laughs> love to see the bloopers, though. They love yeah, the behind the scenes. This is this is definitely.
definitely gonna be on our bloopers reel. So it makes us feel like they're part of it. <laughs> right. Girl, that and was they so are. Crazy. I don't even know. Okay, so great. Let's go ahead and allow our beautiful guest, Angie, to introduce herself. She is so dope. And I want her to go ahead and introduce herself and tell us what she has going on. And I'll be sure to drop her link and ask the mods to continue to repost it throughout the chat. So we can also go ahead and give her a follow and sub to her channel. So Angie, yes. tell us who you are and what you have going on, boo. Thank you so much, C. Um, my name is Angie, aka Angie's World, and I have my own podcast, and it's called Angie's World Podcast, and I also have my own YouTube channel, all right? So it's youtube.com slash Angie's World, and what you'll see on my podcast, people be like, okay, well, what is your podcast about? What's Angie's World about? I like to say that my podcast is about people just like us from all walks of life that I interview. So I have different people from bloggers to rappers to doctors. We talk about, we interview people, we get to know them. We talk about hot topics, we play games, and it's just an interesting conversation. And I also like to sprinkle in little things that, you know, help people along the way. So my motto is to uplift, empower, and inspire. You know what I'm saying? So I want when people leave my, my podcast to feel like they've learned something or they got empowered in some way or inspired in some way. And I love to talk to different people. So you're going to see all different types of personalities on my podcast because that reflects my life. My life has, I have friends from all walks of life. So that's what I'm bringing to my podcast. And um, if you guys are the type that like to listen, it's definitely on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and all that. And if you like to watch it, it's on YouTube, youtube.com slash Angie's World. See, I appreciate you, Sister George. I appreciate you. Yes. Um, and I'm so excited to talk about this topic today. And yeah, thank you guys for having me. Thank you. This Absolutely. is crazy. We posted her link at the same time. Mods, if oh. you could <laughs> drop Angie's um, link in the chat. Uh, yeah, throughout the absolutely. show, we would greatly I love y'all. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for joining us. I became familiar with Angie via Clubhouse. We sat on many a platform, chatting for hours on end about a variety of topics, and she is so super dope and Thank just you. very open minded. Always has a lot to uh, say and a lot of interesting commentary to add to topics. And we were talking about this topic. I've seen her have quite a few different people from the industry and some very interesting interviews so i thought why not have her add her two cents to this topic and right. give us her perspective on you. you know this topic and i'm interested to see what she has to say and what she's going to add to this topic so uh, we go get off into it and Yay. i figure let's first start by i think first off let me uh and refresh my my memory angie because i don't remember are you a millennial uh well i'll tell my age i don't care i'm 40 years old baby okay and okay so we're all millennial <laughs> gen x we're all like in that same realm yeah. so yeah okay so i just wanted to make sure before i start referencing some things that i didn't know if you would know about i was going to talk about some things that i'm like i don't know if she may know about some of this stuff that i'll reference so I'm the reason OG. that i asked that, okay good perfect oh. perfect because most of our audience is millennial gen z so i say yeah. all that to say that when we talk about hip-hop we know right. that hip-hop started in like the 70s in yep. new york and right. we got to give 
give credit where credit is due. We already know that there has been some interesting commentary as of late around social media where different people have been trying to take credit for and starting hip hop, where yes. whether it be, you know, the Latinx community or it be, I think even like Irish or whatever, different people. So, and I thought it was kind of funny. I thought that it was kind of spoofing a little bit of trolling, but nonetheless, um, you know, I say all that to say we know that hip hop started in the 70s in New York and literally it's so dope it, it is so funny when you see people like northerners and like their their um when you see their their how how headstrong and how committed they are and how um loyal they are to hip-hop and like I, the funny thing is i tease my husband because like he's older than me and he remembers when hip-hop first came out so i'll be like we'll listen to something i'll be like well you don't know nothing about that and he'd be like right. what you know he takes he takes real <laughs> he's, he's from newark so he takes offense to that like i was out with you know he remembers yeah, i was there first Listen, so I say all that to say when hip hop first started, it was vastly different from what we see today. And hip hop has evolved into something quite different from what it once was. And not yeah. to say that, you know, back in the day, there wasn't, a, you know, negativity in hip hop and there was a promotion of a lot of, uh, you know, um, gangster lifestyle yeah. and a lot of you know, uh, illicit behaviors. However, right. now that's all you see in hip hop. There's no real positivity in hip hop. And I wanted right. to first start off by, you know, getting your thoughts on the evolution of hip hop. Um, all right. So I feel like when I got into hip hop and again, this is just my personal opinion. I don't claim to be the number one hip hop historian of the world. So don't crucify me for my opinion. But when Child, I got into hip hop, huh? Listen, it's I'll just say, her you know opinion. Just like right, so I her opinion. opinion. That disclaimer. This is her opinion. Yes, because you know hip hop is very subjective. You know, some right. people will stand on a hill and say Drake is the greatest rapper in the world, and somebody from my generation is is going to say Notorious B.I.G. So it's subjective. But for me, when I first got into hip hop. I feel like it was pre-money. It was before hip-hop has had the money that it has now, right? Mm -hmm. So people were just doing it for creativity, for the love, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where there was an adult in my life that was putting down hip-hop, hip, hip -hop, but we didn't call it, he, they didn't call it hip-hop at the time. They call it rap, right? So yeah. he was like, oh, that rap. He was like, it's never going to be around. He was like, um... That wow. stuff is never going to be around, like, you know, just coming down on it. And I believed in it at such a young age. And I remember right in my, in my diary, I said, um, I love hip hop November 18th. Or I put, I love rap. Cause that's what it was called at the time. It was November 18th. It was early nineties. I want to say like 1992. If I could find it, yeah. I'll send you the picture of it. See, you could insert it somewhere if you want. But I wrote it that long ago because I always knew, I always had love for it. And I always knew that it wasn't just one of those things that was just going to disappear off the face of the earth. I remember listening to the radio and hearing an R&B song. And then when it came to the rap part, all the stations in New York, they or I'm sure, we'll I don't know it how out. it is in I your city, but they would cut <laughs> it out. So yep. 
you know, you would only have to go to like Hot 97. You know, they have the slogan yeah. where hip hop lives because it would only be one place that you can find hip hop, you know, and artists, you know, they were just struggling, getting it out of the mud, fighting for respect. You had NWA at the police. You had, you know, and so you had you had hip hop that, of course, started in the Bronx, the break dancing. It evolved here in New York City. And then, you know, it kind of spread with the different cities. But everybody was also different and original at the time. So you had, you know, the street rappers that spoke about drug dealing. You had the conscious rappers. You had the ones that wanted to take a stand against, you know, police, civil rights, different things like that. So you had a lot of things going on at the time. I feel, and this is my personal opinion, that sometimes when you insert money and success into something, it could water it down and it could change it. So I feel like once people started realizing that there is something here with this, this is special, right? right. And people started becoming millionaires and getting rich off of this and money and deals right. and different things like that. To me, it started watering down the creativity, right? Yeah, and it started becoming more dangerous. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, so I'll just stop yeah, there. Yeah, because it's crazy. Because I was gonna ask you um, about the money and how money has actually influenced the culture more so than lyrics. Because hip hop started out as like positive music, right? It was a vibe. It was party music. Yeah, and then when you had the in uh, the insertion of gangster rap and violent music. Yeah. You know, it changed a lot. What I wanted to know was, who are your top five rappers, dead or alive? Okay. Girl, let us know. What's that? Now, so I've realized this being on Clubhouse, people's top fives are going to be very different depending yeah. on the decade you were born and, and depending on your taste in music. Now, if you give me a top 50, a top 25, I could, you know, go around a little bit, but my top five, those slots have been solidified for the last 20 plus years. So okay. I don't care what anybody says, <laughs> but this is my personal top five. Okay. In this order too. Okay. Biggie, Notorious mm. B.I.G. Okay. Jay-Z, who is right behind me. I love Jay-Z. Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas, Big Pun, and Jada Kiss. Those are my five. Okay. I've had people, because I'm, I'm I in a lot of... It. I've, I, you know, I've had people question that. I've never had nobody question that in my life until I got on Clubhouse and I started speaking to 20-year-olds and people from all over the world. They're like, why is your top five all New York-based rappers? Why is your top five this? Why is your top... That's my top five based on how based on just my personal opinion it's your top five that's that's right. the yeah. key thing it's your top five you know like that's <laughs> how can someone argue with you about your top five um yeah, what's yours oh okay. gosh you go go ahead danny i have I'm my top three say, now i gotta add two go um, ahead um jay um black thought from the roots that's a good one um jada kiss that's a good one um, Talib Kweli. Yes. And Rakim. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So she got the Godfather rap and she has the, you like the conscious and, rap. And, and, and honorable mention, Big Daddy Kane. That was the first rapper I was like, yeah, who, who that? Where, where he go? Yeah, that was, that was my, um, yeah. So that was my top five. That's and, a respectable. And considering, I, I grew up in New York City, 
during the crack era. So I right. was in New York City from like 87 to like 94. Yeah. And so I really got a chance. Um, I met D-Nice when I was about eight, nine years old. That's dope. And the, when I asked him, I was like, what does the D stand for? And everybody was like, oh my God, you're so stupid. But, child, <laughs> yeah, girl. I love okay, that. I can't. I can't give you top five. I can give you top three. Okay. Uh, um, I'm gonna say Pac, Nas, and Jay. Very Pac, easy. Nas, like, that's a respectable. Without, without a doubt, like it, in that order, Pac, Nas, and Jay all day. That's a good one. That's a good one. You know, I can't, I, I definitely, you know, you have the OGs that have influenced, you know, of course you have for me, you got the nice and smooth, you got um, yes. LL Cool J, of course you got Big Daddy Kane. These are people I would listen to at like six, seven years old. So that's why I said, I wish I had like a top 25, a top 50, because I would definitely add them in. And then of course I love my baby Slick Rick. Shout out to Slick Rick. I don't really okay. know him personally, but I love him. Yeah so much um but i can't forget slick rick that's why i wish i had more than five but if i had to pick five that's my list okay i have to i wanted to piggyback on your last statement though i want to know when you think that um rap took a turn because i'm trying to think like for me when that pivotal moment was and you know we know that rap like for me as a child growing up in the 80s I remember positive rap, but I'm going to tell you something. I remember being a little kid and my brother listening to, um, what was it, like Akinelli or something. So I remember Put it in your mouth. I remember like too short. I remember very vulgar rap too. But I, and I'm yeah. not talking about, I guess, the vulgarity, but I'm talking about like taking a, like, a turn for the worst when we talk about seeing some of like the gangster things that we see, like the street mentality that we see yeah. in rap that is pervasive, that is really the downturn that is detrimental to black lives. So uh, th that is detrimental to the lives of black men in rap. So right. when do you think that it, that it shifted? Well, there's so much to unpack with that because hip hop is subjective. It's from the eye of the beholder, right? So if you live in, in a community where you're seeing things, that's what you're going to, that's what's going to be, you know, that's what you're going to put in your art. So, you know, you have some rappers that came out and in their neighborhoods and where they're growing up, you know, you're seeing they're, they're selling crack and it's pissy staircases and pissy elevators and crackheads and, and drug dealing. Yeah. And they may look at the drug dealers of the world. They may watch like, you know, they may have seen like the Nino Browns of the world and um, the Alpos and whoever they were looking at right. and come through with the Benzes and the jewelry and all that. Yeah, and fly sneakers, they, the right. real designer. And they wanted that. So yes, they started making yes. music. You know what I'm saying? talking about mm -hmm. their life and what they're living. And then of mm -hmm. course, you know, on the West coast, you had the gangster rap and they're talking about what they're living from their POV. And then you mm -hmm. may have the Chuck D's and then you have, so I feel like as hip hop started to expand and travel around the world, people from different neighborhoods were just kind of, they were just, it was echoing what they were living with on a daily basis. And then once it started becoming pop and crossing over kids from the suburbs were looking at it and it was glamorized to them. Cause they're like, Ooh, this is gangsta. I like this. They can necessarily, they can not relate because they don't live it, but they can enjoy it from the safety from behind their picket fence. 
So they're consuming the music too. But what they don't really realize is that this is people are living this day to day. This is like real stuff. And then you got like the Tupac, Brenda's got a baby and you know, babies in garbage cans. And like, they're talking about real stuff. Mm -hmm. So as much as people can knock it, this is what people are living. So let's wake that up, that this is what we're dealing with in the hood. And I've always, uh, you know, wondered is, is rap art imitating life or is, you know, life imitating art is, is rap because rap is an expression of art. We know that it is an art form. It is this, you know, you know, something that people are, have created in their mind that they're rapping about. And then as a result of them rapping about, about these crimes, about drinking lean, about doing this, popping pills, this, that, and the other. Our kids in the street looking at this like, oh, this is cool, so this is what I'm going to do because, you know, this is a cool thing to do. Or is this what kids in the street are doing? So rap artists are rapping about it. And that is the question, you know, which is- That's an excellent question. I think I'll definitely, I don't want to hog the mic. I'll definitely, you know, I want to see what you ladies think, but I think it's a little bit of both. I think it was in the beginning, you know, genuine of what people were really experiencing. I think now it's come to the point where people see a formula and people are rapping about ops that they don't have in real life. They're spinning blocks and shooting enemies that like, like now I think it's become very performative and it's almost like I have to rap about this or I have to put myself in danger and rap about this lifestyle that I don't have because that's the only way out of the hood. And we could go into, you know, other what we need to do in our communities is is be able to provide children with a way out besides thinking that they have to be a drill rapper to get out of the hood. So well, that's like a whole you, other situation right there. You let know? me ask you this because I, I same it's similar to her question because I thought about record labels actually weaponizing um, young artists. At one point, rap was about positivity. Yeah. Then you moved into a bit of gangster rap. Then you you got your female rappers, and everybody kind of played, you know, whatever parts. But now the rap is so violent. I can't think of a party song that's not talking about shooting and killing a, a, yeah. a person or or whatever. I can't think of one um, from today's current generation. Not a one. And that's scary. So I I was thinking, like, what do you think about the record labels weaponizing um, these young rappers? I think I think there's sorry, I didn't mean to, like, blow in the mic. Y'all ears. But um, I think that's a that's a really good question. And there's there's so many ways that I can answer it. I feel like nowadays people really don't necessarily need the label to go viral and put their music out. A lot of people put their own music out. They put their SoundCloud music out. And I believe that, you know, there's a lot of followers in this generation. You know, most people are sheep and, you know, there's not enough leaders. And I believe in our time in music, there were leaders. Um, You know, MC Light was able to, to exist in the same space as Black Thought and Little Kim. Everybody had their own lane and everybody had what they kind of deemed as art and what they were good at. People are afraid to be original now. So you have all of this violent rap that's going on and people, they're taking this whole demon and goons thing to another level. They feel like they have to do this in order to go viral or be seen. And they're putting it out and glorifying gangs and different things of that nature and kids with these young minds. I mean, just think about us, right? 
Yeah. We're growing up, we're looking at magazines and we're seeing these airbrush models and we're not realizing that this is smoke and mirrors, that it's a facade, that a lot of these um, pictures are digitally fixed for these models to look like that. And we're striving for something that's not true. These kids are seeing these rappers speak about this lifestyle that half of the time is smoke and mirrors. They're family men that live in gated communities, but they rap about being like, you know, <laughs> you know, the biggest yeah. gangster in the world. And then they go home and live a different life. And then these kids feel like they have to emulate that because that's what Absolutely. they feel is real. So it's yep. like that influence is one of those things where they don't necessarily at this point is, I don't even think it's the label forcing them. I think once they get signed, Ooh. They could be forced into certain, like, you know, not forced, but like kind of steered in the right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now these kids are doing anything to go viral. It just anything. That, that I think that there is like this this real desire to go viral. Like, we see people, you know, like people will like eat a roach or eat the hottest chip. And like, there are yeah. dangers that, that there are literally, there they, how many times a year do we see that there are warnings issued that children are doing these crazy things to go viral and they have these dire consequences because yes. kids literally are are fame starved or attention starved or yes. they want this fame so bad that they are willing to do crazy things and the bar keeps getting higher and higher in regards to what they'll do in order to get this notoriety this attention this validity from social media. So right. this is a, a very great point that you brought about. It's a different um, world now. Yeah, I agree. I did have something else in reference to what you were, uh, what you said earlier about like the um, options for our children. I do think, you know, when we look at the rap used to be just like, you know, basketball or, uh, you know, the NBA, the NFL, like a lot of people from the streets, people who were impoverished looked at like rap as a way out. They yeah. looked at like rap, they, you know, I have this, this talent, this unique talent to rhyme words together, mix it with a melody. And it's, it's one of a kind. I can make it big. I can get my family out the hood. I can, you know, make, strike it rich if I can just be given a chance. And it was a way out. It used yeah. to literally be something that young bo black boys dreamed about, you know, young brown boys dreamed about, you know, making it big in order to, it kind of gave them hope. And now we are seeing, you know, black men um, literally escape the hood right. and become rappers, become artists. And literally they're met with some of the, with the same fate that they might've met if they had stayed in the hood. Yes. And it kind of, it makes you wonder like, is there anything that changes if you are, you know, right. um, looking at rap as a way out, is it really a viable way out if you are, facing the same odds that you would if you had stayed in the hood, if you had That's stayed put. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know. Do you want me to answer or you guys want to take that first? Oh, well, yeah. let me let me read these super chats first. Um, shout out to Black Wizard. He said it was our imitating life for the most part until the prison industrial complex linked up with high end record labels. Um, thank you so much for that, Black Wizard. I totally agree. Um, shout out to Eugene Steele. He says now rappers shticks 
are matching their real lives. Look how many of them who got deleted now. Most rappers from the old days died only um, from only natural causes. Thank you so much for that, Eugene. Um, that's an interesting statement. Angie, if you want to answer the last question, go ahead. Yeah, okay. you want to add to that, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Can you just repeat, repeat it one more time? Um, um, I just wanted to know, like, is it really a viable uh, way out? Like, because of the increasing number of entertainers that we're seeing losing their lives when they make it big. Which, I think you it, know, oh, okay. Girl, because I'm, I'm right now, I want to answer. Yeah, and, then, and then you uh, <laughs> add on to it too, Danny, as well. Yeah. I think it is a viable way out, but what rappers to me kind of get fucked up. You cannot go back to, let's say you're out of the hood for real and you're out of the hood and you finally make it out. You cannot go back to a place where people are fucking poor and starving and hungry and desperate and right. flash your big money you flashing your cars your jewelry your designer your bad bitch you flashing all this shit in front of people who are, are, are have had yeah. to rob steal kill whatever to get to a whatever they're trying to get to but right. then you go back to a hood flashing in front of people who right. doesn't have a, a, a an inkling of what you have and thinking that you're supposed to earn some respect from that Right, it, it, you know, and, and to me, it's like if you, I, I kind of get going to, um, going back and helping out your communities where you came from, but you're going to have to be very strategic, especially yes. these guys walking around without security, right. and 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 you're just there thinking that you're supposed to be able to kick it. A, a guy over here and then had to rob, steal, and kill right. uh, fifteen fucking people, and you think you're supposed to be able to walk around with your jewels on right. and flashing in front of them, like it, it's, it's serious. The, the common sense to me has kind of gone out the window um, with a lot of the rappers nowadays. And, and I'm sitting there like, um, even when it came down to um, PNB, God rest that man's soul. But I'm like, so you go to LA where you heard multiple people check right. in, check in, check in, check in, check in. Uh, as a woman, shit, I'm, and I'm not even famous, but hell, I would probably try to check in or I'm not going to certain areas to where my life would be put in danger. Right. They killed rappers from LA. What makes you think that you can walk through these places and not and suffer good any concept like it it's not realistic right to me. it's not realistic that's the yeah. thing like if you think about it that's such a good point if you think about it like rappers now are like the new quote-unquote drug dealers right you right. know how back in the day the drug dealers would come flashy to the hood and do their turkey drives right. for thanksgiving and do all that listen this is not what this is you have to think about it anytime you reach a certain level of success and you have a certain amount of money you then become a target. I know regular people. I'm from New York City. I have cousins that wear dummy engagement rings out and their engagement ring is 6,000, 10,000. Me personally, I, you know, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even purchase too high end of a purse if I knew I wasn't around somebody that's going to hold me down, I'm not right. going to go with the YSL this and dripped out on the train here, there. You got to think about it. You have these jewels on and you don't have the proper security, right? So you go into places that are in the worst part of the hood and you sitting down, you chilling, eating. Then you posting your location. You think that there's not 10 dudes outside of that, to outside of that store plotting on you? 
like they're about to take that because it's come to the desperation and people's willing to yeah. take your life for a come up. And that's what yeah. you have to realize. I have a friend that became successful in LA and she purchased a pink Rolls Royce. And she said, I can't even enjoy my Rolls Royce. She was like, the only way I could drive that as a woman is if I do valet or I park it somewhere. I had to go get an everyday car because yeah. driving this pink Rolls Royce, Rolls Royce, and she's not even a rapper. She's like, it's making me a target. She was mm -hmm. like, I get approached, people stare at me, I feel uncomfortable, yep. I can't even park this on the street. So if you think, like, if you have anything nice on you or around you, that's going to make you a target 100%. And I get you wanting to help your community. If I was ever to get to the point where I'm famous, I'm coming back and I'm helping the Bronx. I'm helping the people in my in my neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. But like, like Sister was saying, it has to be planned out and strate strategic. Yeah. Cardi you B know just, what, Angie? Yeah, this I, is another thing that I thought about. I don't necessarily know, and I'm not going to say that they're not helping at all, but usually in those instances, they're not getting killed at turkey drives. They're not getting killed, quote unquote, helping the communities. You getting killed when you going out and you kicking it and you smoking yep. weed, you drinking, and, and right. you, you, getting caught, you getting caught slipping, being in the hood, just kicking it. But like when you look at like Nipsey, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. were saying like Nipsey actually gave back and that was, you know, an instance where someone which people have theories in regards to why it, right. that happened too. But I also wanted to just say in regards to that, um, whether or not it's a viable option. I think that to be completely honest, um, just like they give you the statistics on like right. the NBA, people will say that, you know, what is it um, out of like one out of every 400 that or what is it? Uh, I think it's like four out of every 400,000 might make it to the NBA and right. the lifespan of, uh, you know, an NBA or of an athlete in the NBA is four years or something like that. So it's very few people make it and they have a very short lifespan. I think that rappers have a very short lifespan. And then to make it as a, um, a successful rapper, you have, there's even fewer people that make it as a successful rapper. And then you are going to be a target. We cannot ignore that. I do think that, you know, there are, um, like we, we, we cannot, um, also ignore the fact that Danny, you highlighted something very important that literally you are going back to a place where there are people that are destitute. They are broke. They yeah. have nothing. They are starving. They are looking for a come up. They are looking literally for their next meal and they're looking yep. for their next victim. And literally here you come like a, uh, you know, like a, like a, um, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, um, I forget how they, they, the, the, coin how they coined the term but literally here you come sticking out like a sore thumb dangling in front of them absolutely yeah. and of course they are going to jump on it you have your jewels and i've heard even like ice t said he doesn't even go out with jewelry and he's from la he yeah. like he, rappers from they, they move in a certain way and they're they from really the do so you don't get to come from outside of the area and i do want to i want you to um re, i know you have some super chats to read but i want to talk about that whole check-in policy and, because that is something very interesting and i've heard a lot of murmurings regarding that and then mm -hmm. i also want to talk about the whole thing about him like the dropping of the location because that's been something that's been talked about right. and i want to highlight that and kind of get you guys the thoughts on that as well 
Okay. Um, shout out to Black Wizard. He says, it's kind of forced. Most rappers don't write their songs. They have a team of writers from the label slotted for about 80% of their album. And those guys essentially write what the label wants. That is big facts. It's so true. But um, when he says that, that goes back to the point that was made earlier. I don't know who made it about well, you, about whether or not the record label is kind of like pimping these artists out if the record label because i'm gonna tell you something like and you know i'm a conscious black woman so i always be thinking about these conspiracies like do they have a hidden agenda because they want this type of music (laughs) and you know i believe they do they want this type of music pumped out they literally get these writers and angie you know we literally were in a room uh and for uh, a lot of the time that we i was on clubhouse like where there was an actual um there was a woman who wrote like some hit songs and she's super dope and i'm still friends with her on social media but like literally like, a lot of these record labels hire writers to write for them and they have specific types of music that they want pumped out so are these record labels responsible for kind of pimping out the artist so to speak you know in a way because they have certain agendas that they want to push makes you wonder at the end of the day, the music industry is a business and they don't care about your life. If they see that this is selling, they're going to keep putting you out there to twerk, bend over, open your booty cheeks and twerk because that's what's selling. Um, mm-hmm. Go out there, put on a red bandana or a blue bandana and talk about your gang banging. Absolutely. They're going to do it because it's a business. But at the same time, they're going to take life insurance on you because when you that's die, they still going to get paid. Angie, you and- look, sis, you own it. You know, did you hear about Empire Records that PNB was the sixth? Yeah, I heard the sixth rapper from that label to die because you got to think about it. Jim Jones made a good point being a rapper now is like being inducted into the army. Yeah, it would behoove you to take insurance if I'm at the head of a label, I'm taking insurance out on all y'all because as soon as y'all get money, I know y'all gonna go run back to the hood, die. Mm -hmm. And I need to be paid. And and wow. what you gonna do? You gotta be smart. Don't be out. Don't don't be stupid. You gotta move different. And a lot of wow. times, like I can see in the beginning, right? Where shout out to Easy E. I got his shirt on right now. It took hey. Easy E's money of what he was doing in the streets to get them put on because they didn't have money. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, if you saw the NWA movie and you know that. All of that, that Dr. Dre, Ice Cube and all them were doing, that studio time, the equipment mm-hmm. that Dr. Dre had, yeah. everything that they were doing for music was funded from the street money that Easy e was making. So if it wasn't for Easy e and the street money, they probably wouldn't have been able to get to where they are. That's a separate topic. Right. So I could understand if, like even Jay-Z, sometimes street money gets your foot in the door, but once you in, you got to close that door behind you. You right. can't keep having one foot in the street, one foot out of the street yeah. as well. So that's like YSL, like YSL and what we're seeing going down with them right now in the media, in the news, whole Rico cases on the entire organization. Hello. Right. Why you didn't close that door? Why? You, you know got to close that door. Do y'all think it offers them a bit legitimacy when they are still in the streets, still banging, still uh, uh, doing gangster shit? Do you think it offers them a bit of legitimacy with their music? Um, Because, you know, at one point it was such a 
a negative connotation when a rapper was found out to be fake, quote unquote. Like the Will Smiths could never get off the ground. Well, I'm not going to say couldn't get off the ground because, of course, he did have success. But nobody will ever take Will Smith as like a street rapper, even if he rapped about being in the hood or whatever. Y- so hold on really- one second, y'all. I want to respond to yeah. Alpha Omega's, um, uh, what you call it? Alpha Omega's uh, comment. Mm-hmm. He said, mm-hmm. really? I thought that Jewish manager bankrolled them before Jerry got to them. Cause if you notice, he got to, he got to easy E first, right? I'm talking about pre that before Jerry got involved and exploited them, they needed money to do certain things. And easy E was the street connect. So that's what I mean. Easy E's money got them off the ground. They wouldn't have even been noticed by Jerry if easy E's money didn't fund their talent. So that's kind of what I'm talking about, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. Y'all. No, I want to answer your question, Danny. Um, okay. I don't think it's necessary. Look at Drake. Everybody know Drake ain't street. Drake is Degrassi. Right. He still can sell yeah. albums. Like literally, yeah. and in addition, I think the largest demographic of people who buy rap albums is like uh it's white folks. Yeah. Like, really and truly, like white folks buy more rap albums than anybody. So have you I don't ever think been it's to a necessary. white party? Have you ever been to a white party? In the Child, white I grew up movie? in Middletown, USA. So Have, did they to... know more of the rap lyrics than you did? Girl, it happened to oh. me about three years ago. <laughs> me and Curlin went on a trip and they was playing like, we had to get transported from like a vehicle to the spot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were playing rap music. The white folks was rapping that shit like they, like they had it in there. Maybe they know. And I was like, hell, I don't even know this damn song. Listen, I, was so know my Listen, I, was like, damn. I remember being young and like I couldn't even afford CDs like that. You remember the penny CDs? Like you used to um you could get the penny CD. That's how I got my CDs. But I would go Columbia to the mall. Like, I had like white friends and stuff, and they would go, like we would go, and then them CDs would be high as heck. They would be $14.99, dollars yeah. I go in there and buy four five rap CDs. I'm like, uh-uh, I'm gonna get my penny CDs. I ain't paying eighty dollars yeah. for post. CDs, what I look like, you know? so yes. yeah, they, they buy rap albums, yeah. Christmas used but, to come, um, everybody used to drop, you know, f- for Christmas, like all the artists would drop for Christmas because that's the highest sale, so all the artists right. would come out, and I remember having a certain amount of money, and everybody was dropping for Christmas, and I'm like, I only have this amount of money, I can only buy two CDs, or I can only buy exactly. one CD, what am I going to do? <laughs> I would be right by the radio trying to hit record to make my own little mixtape. <laughs> exactly, that's it, look, baby, I remember remember those days you act like we uh and then flip it on the other side to you side b like baby, hello come on now you know but i do have another um question for you um do you think that hip-hop is more dangerous than other music genres in and of itself is hip-hop would you consider hip-hop more dangerous than other music genres absolutely particularly rap absolutely it has gotten to the point i mean listen living in the hood and coming from the communities that we come from it's dangerous in itself you have to grow up with a certain amount of street smarts and learn how to move but now because of the internet makes people so much more accessible i think and i and i said this i I think i don't know if i made a video of this and i said this in another room as much as you want to be free and live your life when you get a certain amount of success I think celebrities need to go back to being in bubbles. And I know that it sounds whatever, you know, Michael Jackson used to complain about feeling like he was in a fishbowl and this and that. But if you look at how Beyonce moves and how Jay-Z moves, they pop out when they want you to see them. They talk to you when they want you to speak to them, right? Now people think that 
because you can speak to these celebrities on Twitter and Facebook and social media yeah. that, that you're their friend or, you know, that you have access to them like that. So with the posting of the locations and being so accessible online, people know where you're going to be. So they'll, you know, use hashtags on social media to kind of find out where you are. You know, people post flyers worldwide on the internet. Oh, I'm Friday. I'm going to be at this party. I'm going to be here. So people know where you're going to be. People could like, I seen something online that was saying like, even like YouTube influencers and different people who, um, achieve a certain level of, um, online fame that gets to a certain amount of money, you know, they do their vlogs from home. So you got people watching these YouTube videos, like, Oh, I'm looking at sister right here. Her windows here on the left. I'm looking at Angie. It looks like this. They're watching yeah. and they're plotting. So you have to make sure that you have a mystique to yourself, a mystery to yourself. Don't post until you leave a location and yes. go back to living in a bubble. If you are a celebrity, like, I'm sorry that you can't go to the hood and chill, but you have to understand who you are now. And it might not be fair to, to, to have to travel with an entourage full of security. I mean, look at Kim Kardashian. Sometimes you could get lined up by the people in your circle. They yeah. still was able to get to her in Paris and up into the room and tie her up and do what they oh, got to yeah. do. So I think it's like, <laughs> I, I think it's like, yeah. So I think it's like, because you're so accessible, people feel like they could touch you. And they can yeah. touch you. And we've seen that by all of these rappers that are being executed mm -hmm. like nothing over jewelry. Very true. Whoever right. robbed him, PNB, and shot him like that, in their mind, his jewelry was more important than his life. They were willing yeah. to take his life for that little come up. Because the man, yes, that's so crazy. Yeah. Let me yeah. super from? chats. And I actually have an old clip that I want you guys to watch. And I want to kind of review it. Um, we'll get to it. It's interesting. Uh, shout out to there. I said it. He said, unlike pro athletes, rappers have a greater pressure to keep it real. They try to hand out or live in the hood. Foolish. I We wholeheartedly agree. I think everybody's in agreement of that. Um, thank you so much. And shout out to Uncle Stu, old man on the block. He says, I'm old. I remember records and reels to reels too. Oh, Uncle Stu. That, that's oh my it. gosh. Do you yeah. want to, to answer the question about the location, um, dropping the location and um, the whole, sure. uh, or excuse me, then the checking in when you go to the cities, before you play the clip. Yeah, I, I think that if you have a certain culture and that mm -hmm. culture has been very vocal about what happens to rappers out there caught slipping. Um, I would say that LA probably has one of the biggest gang cultures. I, I, actually, I think LA probably has the biggest gang culture outside of Chicago. If you are saying that you are about this sort of life, you are about killing and this is the shit that you rap about. And then to not be aware of what culture, like to me, certain things are kind of like common sense. Right. If you're watching TV, listening to music, paying attention to the freaking news. And then you notice that LA has claimed so many rappers lives, so many then if they have a certain type of process for you to be able to move around smoothly without any hiccups and checking in is one of those things in LA it's it's culture in LA um and you have rappers that think they can just go go there and move freely it's not going to be a good outcome um they're very tribal 
those people are very hungry. Um, a lot of people are destitute. You can't go and flat. You can't go and flash it in front of these poor people. Uh, like it, to me, it's almost pure stupidity. Um, now, do I think that the check-in culture is right? Hell no. Hell no, I don't. But it, it you know, certain things. It's kind of like it is what it is, and, right. and it's sad. It's it's super sad. But right. that's the current state of uh their culture right now. Right. So I I don't know, and I'm not sure why. And listen, mm-hmm. shout out to all of my people on the West Coast. I love y'all. Y'all see, I'm from New York, but I got an Easy E shirt on. However, all right, I've been hearing a lot of mumblings. The LA is the city and not the city of angels right now. They, they calling it the city of hate. Why are y'all rushing out there? And, and look, I didn't say it was the city of hate. I'm saying this is what is being, I've been hearing people call it that recently, you know, because mm-hmm. of everybody, you know, between pop smoke, Nipsey hustle, P and B, like everybody, why right. y'all going out there? Me personally, you could, you can handle business other places. If LA is hot right now, why are you so in a rush to go out there? Just chill. Like, I, I, I don't know. And That's again, I'm an armchair quarterback. So please take what I say with a grain of salt. This is my personal opinion. And once again, I love my people in on the West Coast. I have a lot of friends in California. Shout out to Oakland. Shout out to LA. And shout out to all my people there. Some of my very favorite people are from there. But right now with what's going on, I mean, listen, New York was like that in the 90s. People wasn't rushing out here. So so you got to kind of be like, do I want to go there or do I want to not go there? You know, so. Yeah. Um, shout out I to just want to say real oh, quick, okay, let I'm me sorry. just uh, answer the question real quick, Danny, and then I know you can uh, want to read the super chats. I just want to say, as it relates to the check-in culture, I know a lot of people were pushing back against the notion that when you go somewhere that you should have to check in, that, you know, what type of mess is that? And, you know, that that, that sounds ludicrous. Um, if it's going to save your life and you that desperate to travel somewhere, to me, like, okay, so... I'm from the Midwest, but whenever I would go with my ex, we would go to Chicago. He's from the south side of Chicago. Um, Sometimes we would go to his neighborhood and they would be warring. They're at war with another neighboring neighborhood, um, you know, because they're a different gang. And that meant you couldn't go outside. Like you would really, and only in emergency situations, or if you went outside, it had to be during the daytime. You ain't move around late. You didn't go outside. Like, and then if you went outside, you tried to go outside, you know, with somebody and stuff like that, because if they caught you slipping, you know, so um, if they was warring, like literally, if we were like, oh, you know, we going to Chicago, he'd be like, no, nah, they at war. Like, you can't go like type of thing or, you know, don't go by my family's house, they at war, like type of thing. Like, I'm, why would you want to, that's essentially yeah. what Angie was just saying. Like, if you know LA is warring right now, they at war, anybody can get caught at any time, get yeah. caught slipping you know what's gonna happen you insisting upon going there and then you making us think about the fact that people are saying check in if you are going to go because we know when people say check in you know what that means you yes. have to put a tax you and people like why why yep. the hell I, why, yes. as a grown man why am i paying a tax I, you know what i look like da, 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 da. 
Okay, so you're putting your own life at risk by not wanting to pay the tax, not wanting to pay check in because you missed the matter. Like it, it's foolishness. So yeah. I think that it's just real silly. And I just wanted to say that I don't I mean, I don't necessarily like the check in culture, but I also wouldn't want to go somewhere where I know they're at war. And right. the other thing that I wanted to say is as it relates to the location dropping thing, I think that he could have gotten caught up slipping even if the location wasn't dropped i am right i am disappointed at the fact that blame is being placed on old girl because i don't think yes. that it's her fault he yep. also dropped his location in the parking lot before they went inside and i think that it is absolutely cruel to put this on her shoulders yep. in addition to that i think the fact that he's wearing this big gaudy jewelry made him a target no matter what absolutely so that's, that's what cardi b said cardi b was the only celebrity that i saw and spoke up and said listen i don't think dudes was paying attention to pnb's baby mama's instagram i think that dudes was outside the shop plotting and word spreads like wildfire when celebrity is in the neighborhood so you so you got the dudes who hang out in the hood already outside of the the roscoe's so you know they gonna call whoever chirp chirp or whatever poop poop yeah, yeah, he's in here. Da, 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 da. But it was proven that that was actually what led to his demise. How was the, it like, proven? I know the news came out and said that, but they said well, that that's the, what I'm that saying. That, that, that the news came out. They that said the they don't even talk. Yeah, yeah. The, the news said that the drop of the location was what led to him being. Um, they don't know. You know they don't know nothing. The but news don't that was nothing. that wasn't proven because they was like the 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 person who did it didn't tell them that. So how did they get that information? That's what so, I was curious about too. Yeah, but nonetheless, we know. I, I think we can all agree it's not yeah. ever smart to drop your location. I, like I thought ever. that it was crazy that they went and rushed to. It seemed like there was more blame put on this actual woman of than course. the actual fucking goon. You know, and because I, women sitting always have like, to take wow. the downfall. The women always have to be what, you know, take the downfall and be that scapegoat. That was before. disheartening. That's already yeah. awful. Like, I just literally watched my child's father be slaughtered in front of me. And now right. y'all basically telling me it's my fault. It's my like, fault. how awful That's is that? terrible. Wow. That wow. is so out of line. And I hope that, like, I hope Angie Martinez, Oprah, somebody really does like an interview with her. And, and she gets to speak when she's ready and clear her name because that's not right. You you can't put that blame on that girl like that. And the news, they don't yeah. know nothing. They don't know what's really going on. I highly doubt that it was her her thing. But it, it, it does make people from the restaurant anybody. But he Absolutely. also dropped his location in the, yeah. I mean, he said where he was at in the, like right. just moments before they went inside too. So it, was it him? Was it her? Was it, who knows? It, we know, like, it's not smart to drop your location. Nobody is saying that. But like, I don't feel like that onus should be put on her. That's, that's no. awful. But that does open up another conversation conversation where we live in a day and age where there is no privacy anymore you're you have no control of being put on camera of being i i was at an event last week and um i saw my whereabouts online i saw pictures of me nobody asked mm -hmm. if they could take pictures of me and and they don't care about the angle what you look like but people no. got their phones out if we're being creative, if we're doing something, they're going to take a picture. They're going to post it online. They're going to whatever. So you may not be a person that drops your location, but if you go to dinner with six people, 
I bet you four out of those six people, you always got mm-hmm. that person that has to Instagram every meal. Absolutely. Always with a camera somebody in somebody's else face. Might. So and especially in- if you're famous, like somebody else could be like, oh, I just seen PMB Rock. And what he everybody got a camera. There. And when you step yeah. outside, you're being recorded. So it's like mm-hmm. you it's one of those things like we can't control it. Like I can't control. How are we with- saying she's guilty? We're not saying she's guilty. We know that she dropped the location. We're saying that the, the onus for his life being lost and literally not her ownership. I more people place blame on her than the actual piece of crap right. that took that man's life for no reason. Then the right. piece of crap that targeted that man took his life, snuffed him off the face of the earth, took him away from his child. Like yes. literally y'all putting the, the blame on her as opposed to the, the person who did it. Right. And it's, it's That's what I'm saying. Like she... Yeah. Let me read these super chats, child. Um, shout out to Black Wizard. He says older rappers who talk about their experiences say record execs were linking up with the prison industrial complex in the 90s to push prison culture. That's also when they transitioned to writers for artists more heavily. Um, because how many artists are really, really writing their own raps right now? Uh, especially when it even comes down to the drill shit. Um that's interesting. Just from the quality of rap alone, you could tell that the writing is is definitely not up to par. No. Uh, Shout out to my husband. Hey, Mr. Curlin. He says, hey, Hey, love hey, concrete. Hey, Angie. On a lunch break, don't have my ears on. Have a great show. Thanks for stopping in. Thank you, babe. And shout out to M.O.T. What's up, man of tomorrow? He says, Magleside is the only black on black crime <laughs> I support. Want to exploit your own people for points on a dollar to record execs? Fuck out of here. Die. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. We got one more. Um, Shout out to Uncle Stu, old man on the block. He says, money making Manhattan in the house. Uh, 70s, Big up, uptown. 90s rap. Um, thank you so much. Um, And okay, that's what I got. And so I want to get into this clip. Y'all, okay. When I thought about this conversation, I thought about C. Dolores Tucker from back in the day. I have notes on her. <laughs> here. Girl, I took it upon myself to look up a clip of C. Dolores Tucker talking about their current state of hip hop. And it's not a clip, it's actually like kind of, it's about 10, 15, about 10 minutes long. We ain't gotta go through the whole 15, but I just kind of wanted to go through because I thought it was super interesting. Um, in what she was saying and how it correlates uh, to shit that we have going on now. Mm-hmm. And let me see, let us get this one. Angie, that's why I asked your age because I didn't want to reference her if you didn't know who she was and I was Yeah, no, I'm in tune. <laughs> okay. okay. There we go. Okay, let's get this played. And I want to play it at like one point Two five child, you know, oh ladies, baby. All right, and let me speed it up because she goes through like a lot of little introduction. Let's start here. And then the National Rainbow Coalition are to be commended for their foresight in addressing the number one domestic problem in this nation, the violence in America. The National Political Congress of Black Women 
It's a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization created in 1984 at the suggestion of Reverend Jackson at the 1984 Democratic National Convention to empower African-American women economically and politically. Its founding members do include some of the most prominent and concerned women in America, including Mary Berry and Dr. Dorothy Height, uh, our mayor of this city, Alexis Herman, Dr. Gloria A. Toot, Jewel Jackson McCabe, Reverend Willie Barrow, Congresswoman Maxine Waters, Eleanor Holmes, Norton, Curtis Collins, and Congresswoman Barbara Rose Collins. We embrace and salute the goals of this conference. Today, we have all come together to join forces to address the issue of violence in the nation, a violent which has decimated our communities, devastated our families, and destroyed the souls of so many of our youth. It is imperative that we stop the agendas that are not too relevant as this, that we stop pondering over the issue of space exploration, that we stop debating whose diary we should publicize, that we stop arguing over what choices each lifestyle has. For today, we must be serious about this serious situation, this plague, this death to our society. Our greatest fear right here in America is not from hurricanes or earthquakes, not from disease or war, but from violence one against the other. Right. We must understand clearly that violence comes in many forms and is acted upon by many sources. Whether we are talking about physical violence, spiritual violence, economic violence, or sexual violence, the end result is the same, the destruction of human life. Enough is enough. And I'd like someone to bring me what made me say enough is enough. Where's my graphic? Bring it up here, please. Somebody. <laughs> I am here to put the nation on notice that violence perpetuated against women through the music industry in the forms of gangster rap and misogynist lyrics will not be tolerated any longer. <laughs> principle, principle must come before profit. A year ago, I established the National Political Congress of Black Women's Entertainment Commission, headed by Dionne Warwick, Melba Moore, Terry Rossi of Billboard magazine, and Vaughn Alexander, our director. It had one primary goal, the task of examining and developing strategies and solutions for reshaping and maintaining positive images to preserve the dignity and the heritage of our youth. Instead of continuously exposing our youth to negative media that distorts their images, of male-female relationships that undermines the stability of our families, communities, and nation by encouraging violence, abuse, and sexism as acceptable behaviors and perpetuates the cycle of low self-esteem of African-American youth. Thus, images that degrade our dignity and are an insult to our children, our families, and communities concern us too. And that includes all this gangster rap and misogynist lyrics, music that glorifies and promotes violence with guns, knives, or drugs, and denigrates and defames women. And with the release of Snoop Doggy Dog's debut album, album Doggy Style, <laughs> that includes artwork that is nothing but pornographic smut, available to any child to go in and buy with the album and with a record. That has got to stop. You want to know why I'm on the war path? When I saw this, I said, that's it. We march again. And we're going to keep on marching. Thoughts, ladies. I definitely have some. You go first, Steve. I, I just wanted to say, um, 
I'm glad you, you chose to highlight uh, Dolores Sucker. And um, like I said, I definitely had a question. I was going to bring up Dolores Sucker and her um, her campaign against gangster rap. And I wanted to know if she had a point. If what we're seeing today was essentially what Dolores Tucker was trying to stop from happening, if her campaign that she was waging against gangster rap, if she had the foresight to see that gangster rap would lead to a lot of the violence that we're seeing today, and if, in fact, she might have had a point that we all, well, that many of us missed and um, the hate and the, um, you know, slander that she received might have been unwarranted. Mm. I, that's a great question. And I want to answer that because I remember this time I was listening to hip hop during this time. I remember seeing on the news, the adults, you know, throwing the Snoop Dogg tapes in the trash and stomping on them and this <laughs> and that. This is what I want to say. And this is another point, right? Women in hip hop, we have come up. Oh, my cat wants to make a debut. <laughs> Shout out to Storm in the background over here. Hey, if y'all see like a little tail, um, Storm, you need to get down. Okay. Women in hip hop, there has been an evolution because back in, I don't know if I could curse on here, but what she's speaking about, I remember the days bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. That's what she's talking about. I remember yeah. the days when I was 18 years old, walking down the street in Manhattan and some dude is like, yo, shorty. And if you ignoring them, they're throwing ice cream and bottles at you. At this particular time, when she was talking about this stuff, women were being fondled at the Puerto Rican day parade, raped at freak Nick, being called bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks and the music industry being forced to have sex with people in order to, you know, wow. we promised a record deal and different things. So she's 100% wow. right. Where was Me Too? Where was Me Too? Ever since Me Too came, the, the tide has shifted. You understand what I'm saying? Because y'all remember when Me Too came out. Prior yeah. to that, it was a different ball game for women in the music industry, particularly in the bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks time. So I do get what she's saying there. And we have come far with women in the music industry. But right. when you want to talk about the violence and all that, yes, I believe that there was a foresight. But then you got to think about it. When you were younger, did you want to turn on Teen Summit and see a, a whole bunch of quote unquote old people tell you what to do and ban against right. your, your genre? So it's important great that point, people. Great point. It's important you that felt people like they like, were out of touch with reality right. and they didn't right. know what they were talking about. So it's important for people like us that we look young. We're not in that genre. We're not in that age bracket, but we're not quote unquote like old. Like we could kind of like come down to their level. And kind but of you know what? In hindsight, do you feel like because as, as a middle-aged woman now, looking back on it, when I think about that Snoop Dogg album, it was raunchy as hell. When I think Girl. about the song "Bees Ain't Ish But Holes and Tree," like that's those songs were absolutely right. deplorable. Girl, and we knew all the lyrics <laughs> and was laughing at their Girl, when that man said Listen. raise up off these NUTs, right? He gets none of these. And ease. We were right. all I was, I was the there. All the <laughs> when, our, when our parents weren't around, baby, you couldn't tell us nothing. We, <laughs> we were singing little kids taking in the bar and all that right. stuff. Like, I, when I listen now, though, like half the words, like to these songs, I'm like, did they really say that? I didn't even, I couldn't even, I couldn't even process what they were saying. 
Like right. it, it really is. So in hindsight, looking back on it, I'm like, oh wow, that was very graphic. You know. Right. Yeah. You know. So and she was fighting Jenny, for women. She was. She fighting, was fighting she, she for was. women. She was. She was. She a feminist because she seemed like it. Um. Um. You know what? Um. I think because around that time frame, what Angie mm-hmm. just described, uh, was a lot of things going on with the women and um a hip, the hip hop music did highlight or kind of put tens on a lot of that shit in my opinion and and so i like i said i think angie was uh spot on when she talked about that stuff because that's exactly what was happening and which dolores is speaking about um let me read the super chats and, I'll, and then I'll, I'll finish with the rest of the video um, shout, shout out to, to the people tuning in yes uh shout out to smooth he says see dolores broke her um, we gonna act like 70s drug-induced music didn't influence bass heads, pimps, drug dealers to influence the youth, um, 90s rappers. I think what we ought to uh, focus on too, Smooth, I, um, mm-hmm. programming. The programming wasn't as deep as it is now. And then with the emergence of social media, I think that has taken it up. Um, from anything that we could have possibly predicted. You know, the 70s and 80s did have their music, but I I still don't think the music was nearly as mm-hmm. violent. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't... Don't get me wrong. You you did have some songs, but it wasn't as... It wasn't as objectifying. And, like, right. it, it wasn't. And, but the thing is, can't two things be true at the same time? And that's awesome. moving the goalposts. Like, literally, we can talk about the 70s and 80s, but that still does not... Um, that still does not take away from the fact that the music in the 90s, a lot of it was absolutely deplorable. And right. I was yeah. one of the people that was like, this old lady don't know what the hell she's talking... Especially because right. she was coming at the Tupac, baby. I'm like, yeah. like sit down, ma'am. Sit down, grandma. Like, right, I, I right. We all like, You're you just know? trying to hate on Pac, bitch. Exactly. Because right. <laughs> you don't want to hear that when you're that age. Old tale there, you yeah. Right. Um, shout out to Uncle Stu on Old Man on the Block. He said, I heard this speech. Remember, she only she only spoke on women only. She never talked about men. Now it is women who is doing this. Now there is more to her back then. I lived in that time. Uncle Stu, mm. you are absolutely right. And I want to say that Angie mentioned that again, that now you have the women um, just Ooh. as violent. Women are starting hey. to come up and drill rap objectifying men in the same way men objectify yeah. women talking about men ain't nothing but you know worth ain't worth Tricks. nothing but their penis they ain't you know just get get the money out of them uh you know use them for what you can like women yeah. talk very in a very vulgar manner about men objectify them in some of the same ways talk about how men ain't ish they ain't worth it talk about how you should play men and da 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 yeah. so yeah it's like it's like this is this is the thing right this youth the way that they're being like specifically in our neighborhoods the women are aspiring to be like the city girls and the boys that are coming up are aspiring to um to live like these drill rappers or yo i want to catch a body you know and then go to jail for 20 years but i'm gonna have respect on the streets like yeah. they're brainwashed at such a young age to you know fight and do these different wow. things in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Girl, you know? y'all remember Chief Keith 
actually said that he wanted to raise the freaking murder rate in Chicago. Wow. And wow. that was such a turning point for me. Wow. For me, I was like, right. You have to be one demonic son of a bitch. Right. To even have a thought process of like raising a murder. Like, what? It makes them feel important, I guess. They think you know what? As a woman, I really be like, if that was my, like, I, I always think like how I would feel, I would feel so hurt. So I'd be pissed if that was my son. Like, right. I yeah. would be But so you know pissed. what? He lived with his grandma, Um, had been in jail. Probably didn't Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't be um surprised, you know, if he had a uh if he had parents that were addicted to drugs. Yeah. Um yeah, so I, I, you mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You know, um usually if you're living with your grandma, it's, it's yeah, she it's probably raised them or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I, do y'all want me to get to the rest of the video? Yeah, we'll we'll play more. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Okay, hold on. For 400 years, profit came before principle, as black women bore the brunt of slave masters' degradation. But even through the Middle Passage, the peculiar institution of slavery, the spirit of black women and their families could not be broken. Today, however, through the lyrics of rappers who display no respect for women, no respect for families, and little respect for themselves, the souls of our sisters are being destroyed, and so too their progeny. All of us have watched as the industry have grown. We have watched not really knowing, not really understanding, not first realizing the damage that is inherent in what some thought were merely words. Now we see the direct and indirect effects. We see the rise in murders, in abuse, in batteries, teen prostitution and teen suicide. We hear the wailing mothers, the grieving sisters, the tormented brothers and fathers and children planning their own funerals with pink dresses and pink caskets. We feel their hopelessness and helplessness and we embrace their pain. Yet in the midst of these tragedies, others still want to argue about the First Amendment right to freedom of speech, a freedom they have embraced to call African-American women hoes and bitches and sluts and even worse. As I see it, these are there are three things wrong with gangster rap and misogynist lyrics. It is obscene. It is obscene. It is obscene. Can we pause right there? In sure. my view, in my view, it was never. In- there we go. I just wanted to highlight something really quickly. So I wanted to know, first off, can we blame rap for all of the things that she just highlighted is the first part of my question. And number two, um, is what about freedom of speech? Because is this like, although I asked the question earlier, did she have a point? Um, you know, was she, did she have the foresight to see that rap could potentially uh, lead to what we're seeing today? Um, what uh, is she silencing is she was that attempt to essentially silence a a a beautiful art form which we may not agree with all the rap lyrics that we hear and but you know there is still an amendment that that does say that you know uh we have the right to freedom of speech and oh it, it, it i do think that it would be considered um infringing upon that freedom, number one, to silence uh, rap artists, number one. And I would also go so far as to say that there would be an implication of racism because we know most rap artists are black and you know you can't target one genre of music and say, I just want to 
you know, micromanage or, or curtail, you know, artists from this specific genre from speaking in a certain way. So I guess I know that was long and, <laughs> and unnecessary, but I say all that to say, uh, was that an attempt to, would she be infringing upon the rights of rap artists by attempting to silence them and all the things that she highlighted? Can we attribute all of those to rap? Angie, you want to take it first, honey? Yeah, I could take it first. A bunch of things could be right at the same time, right? Right. Is she right about what she said that was in the lyrics? Yeah. But because her generation... All right, so it's, it's kind of like what we're dealing with now with Drill. We see all these problems and we want to talk about it, but we have no control of it. The young people are still going to do what they want to do. At this time, you know, Snoop Dogg and all the number 20 years old, 25 years old. Snoop Dogg came out when he was 19 years old. At the time, they was kids. So the influence that they had on a generation of kids, they're going to follow them. They're not going to listen to what she's saying. And although she could be right, she doesn't have control, right? So it's one of those things where it's like, we can talk about these issues, but you can't silence it and you can't stop it. The same way you can't silence drill. You can't stop it. These kids are going to find a way to find that music and listen to it. And then you have, is it a freedom of speech? Absolutely. Is it, is it the rapper's job to parent your kids? Absolutely not. You got to be able as a parent to censor what your kid watches, to put you know, different things out there. But then at the same time, you got to find a balance to censor what your kid is watching, but don't put them in the dark because when they finally get their hands on this stuff, or they finally get a chance to live life, they're going to see what's really going on in the world. And they're going to be taken advantage of, and they're going to think the world is Disneyland. And then when they reach a certain age and they see what's out there, it's going to be one of those things where they're not going to be equipped with the wisdom. So it's like, we got to realize that what she is dealing with is history repeating itself. We're middle age, right? Mm -hmm. And we're seeing it unfold, but we know we don't have control of it. So it's like, what can we do from to, to bridge the generational gap and kind of find a way to not silence this music, but find a way that we could at least put a stop to some of the debts or kind of meet in the middle. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Um, what I thought about concrete with that question, I don't think rap can be blamed for the entire culture. I think you, you have, um, drugs that really fucked up our culture and it still goes back to white supremacy, which goes back to record labels. Um, an art form. So when you're talking about an art form and you talk about art imitating life, you do have people that speak on things that do happen in their lives and we get that. But when you have a bigger influence of record labels, hey, we want you to rap this um, this song. We, we brought in a team of writers for you, um, some of the best writers in the world and this is gonna go viral, this is gonna be a hit. When it comes down to silencing people, we're not silencing, <laughs> the, the rappers are already silent. Um, what we're hearing now is shit from the record label and their perception of the black community and how they how they really feel about the black community. Um, so to me, it's not silencing an art form because I think the art form of it has fucking disappeared, um, at least for mainstream media. 
you know, we all make a choice when we decide to listen to whatever we listen to because there are better rappers out there. You just have to make a choice as to what you choose to listen to. What type of music do you choose to consume? So um, that's my response to that. Angie, when you talked about um, some of the solutions, I, I think you I have wanted a... to chime in on the question real quick, Danny. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, Go ahead. Um, no, no, no worries. Um, I will agree with the fact that um, I think that as it relates to her uh, attempt to, well, I will say that I do still think that rap is an art form. I think that, you know, art is um, vast. I think that there is art, like some people may not understand or may not really get abstract art. I think that when we look at the art form that is rap and hip hop that we know it uh, as, as it is today, it's kind of, we may see it as a form of like abstract art, whereas it does not really, we don't connect with it um, because it's not something that resonates with us, but it is still an art form in my opinion. I yeah. do think that what she was doing was attempting to silence an art form. And I think that that is discriminatory, especially because we know that, you know, rock and metal and there are um, other art forms that also speak in derogatory manners even if it's not specifically right. towards women it doesn't it's not always not all genres of music always are about positivity and light so to just isolate rap i do think is would have been discriminatory in relation to her but uh aside from that i do think that um when we talk about the black community, I don't think that everything can be blamed on art. I do think that there are examples of art imitating life, but I do think uh, art, um, life imitating art and art imitating life. I do think that um, that music as an art form um, can absolutely influence the masses. I think that people, children are easily influenced. They want to be cool. They want to do what's in. And if they see something heavily being promoted in music, they are um, a lot of children are prone to um, take part in things that may be illicit or illegal, um, despite the fact that it's illicit or illegal. Um, so I, there is that. But I do think like the comment that I highlighted and like Angie said earlier, that's where your parenting should come into place because you should have a greater influence on your child than media. Um, and you should know what your child is up to and be able to uh, right. have that connection with your child and, you know, you as a parent have a greater role than any artist does as it relates to influencing your child. So there's that. But I do also go back to white supremacy. When we talk about white supremacy, I'm highlighting things like uh, redlining, uh, industrialization, gentrification. So there are a multitude of things that come into play as it relates to why we see a lot of the things that impoverished people engage in um, that, um, are being wrapped about when we talk about, you know, things like robberies, when we talk about things like the struggle, all of that is something that is created and it's systemic and it stems from white supremacy. So I'm just echoing some of the sentiments that both ladies shared. And yeah, uh, those are my thoughts on the question that I asked. Mm -hmm. yeah. And also, I do think that um, other genres uh, of music. Oh, was, am I cutting someone off? I heard something. No, no, go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead, honey. Oh, okay. I didn't know because it froze for a second. I'm like, I heard somebody speak, but I definitely think that in other genres, genres of music, 
Um, besides, okay, so this is a two two part thing. I think what she was doing here, um, in this video, I think that she was speaking specifically to maybe the black community at this point in time, which is why she was targeting like what she deemed as like a black issue because most of the people that were in that room looked like they were African-American with just maybe about a few that weren't. So maybe she was speaking on it that way. But I do believe that outside of this meeting, there were there was like a worldwide, people were just teaming up worldwide to go against rap and try to ban it. So it, exactly. that is discriminatory. But if you think about rock, mm -hmm. they did the same thing with rock, like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So when they had Woodstock and all those people died during Woodstock and you had bands like ACDC that talk about, and I'm not saying they talked about it, but there were certain rock songs mm -hmm. that would talk about um, drinking and doing drugs and then having illicit unprotected sex and different things like that. Absolutely. A lot of white families didn't want their children listening to, rock, to certain music like that too. But I feel like yeah. there wasn't such a loud... It Band together to silence, and that them. was the difference because she was a politician, so she literally took this on the Senate floor. Whereas right. you didn't see there being a national campaign against rock, like she right. she led this campaign uh, like right. all the way to Washington, yeah, and, to like, silence rappers, yeah. So and and you know it was a black woman leading the campaign, and and, and I get like there we that know was that rap is filled with yeah, and we know that rap is filled with massage. It was, but you know, we can't ignore the obvious. But you know, I, I do think that she would have been silencing an art form, but I do think that it is uh worth us examining the fact that did she have a point? Because look at what where we are as it relates to rap and hip hop today. So we can't and ignore we're that. We're having that same conversation today about should there be a ban on drill music. Yeah, see, you know, so yeah, I mean, but the difference is, I don't think, I think that we're having a conversation. She wasn't having a conversation. She was like leading the charge, like, we need to get rid of this horrible rap music. And it was, they were like, doing oh, that so much. That's why I told you I have that in my diary. I love rap. Uh, November 18th, I think it was like 92 or 93. I remember that whole crusade <laughs> against rap. Remember Crazy. you would turn on the news and you would see them just dumping the rap, uh, the rap tapes in the garbage, yeah. <laughs> setting them on fire. There was like a Crazy. whole... Crazy. Yeah, wow. Was... Insane. They try to stop it. Let me read the super chat real quick from Smooth. I'm not sure what happened with Danny. She yeah, dropped down. Maybe she was having some technical difficulties because I heard her um, it, it must have froze. I saw her um, freeze. That's why I thought I was talking over her. Yeah. Then, yeah. Smooth says Superfly created gremlins like Sir Ism 90s rappers created Manosphere ninjas. What's the problem? Big L made me want to rob ninjas too, though. Nothing changed. Um, smooth, smooth always got something slick to say. I saw your slick comments in the uh, in the chat, but thank you. We appreciate the super chat. Um, I, I don't think there were any others. Oh God! Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah we, can we can hear you. Hear you. Okay. you good, girl. I don't know what's going on with my machine, but honey, that thing shut down on me. Oh no! Uh -oh. Yeah. So okay. I've been there. 
Well, I've been there when have... I've had guests before and the guest uh, was alone on the stream and I had to come uh -oh. back in and they were just looking at each other like, uh, <laughs> like uh, I'm sitting there like, girl, getting ready to play the last of this damn clip and I'll, next thing I'm like, my, my screen black. Uh -oh. Okay. My sound didn't come back in right. Unless so you I'm had like, something, Danny. Can you hear me? Yep. Y yeah. Why you say that, Concrete? I understand. No, we oh, have to There might be a delay. Is there a delay? Girl, ain't no telling. Ain't can no. you I hear can us? Hear yeah. I can hear, I can hear you guys fine. Uh, we got one more super chat, Concrete. Oh, I missed that one. Okay, sorry. You know what it is? I think <laughs> because when you're the host and you have all the screens open and you're doing the screen sharing and everything, it could be a lot on your computer. That's happened to me before. Girl. Yeah, it's usually all good though. I don't know. We, you know, right. today is the day for technical difficulties, so we rolling with it. But <laughs> smooth, smooth says, "I can't believe I 100% agree with Concrete." Look at God. He says, "Can't blame the rappers like that. Other cultures know how to separate entertainment and real life." Her bougie, talented tenth ass wanted to show out for them people. You know what? It's about Miss Dolores Sucker that now in hindsight, you know what? She reminded me of my grandma. I can't even lie. Miss Dolores Sucker, looking at that video, she reminded me so much of my grandma. So I can't lie. Like back then, I was like, what the hell is wrong with this lady? She needs right. to go get a life. But today I'm like, oh, she reminded me of my grandma. But um and but she got I that still... no nonsense look in her eyes, too. She wasn't oh. playing with none of them at all <laughs> i do have a question though i want to know do you think um artists today will listen to seasoned artists so we have some seasoned artists in the game you got snoop we got you know ice tea you got ice cube we got, we got a ton of you know even jay-z we got diddy brother love we got a ton of seasoned artists who have actually been through or witnessed or been close to some of these artists who have lost their lives and you know they've been in close proximity to some of these situations do you think if they come out if they did more mentoring if they give more advice if they became more vocal that some of these newer artists will actually take heed and listen to instruction that they give yes and no i believe that they will listen to them to a certain extent but a lot of times, you know, even the kids now, like I've been in music rooms on Clubhouse. And the reason I keep re referencing Clubhouse is because when I talk music on Clubhouse, I'm in the same room as a person who's 10 to 20 years younger than me, which is in real life. I don't hang out with 20 year olds, so I wouldn't even know their opinion. But on Clubhouse, I could hear them. Our Biggie, Jay-Z and Nas to this generation, it's Kendrick, um, Kendrick, Kendrick, Cole and Drake. Right. Yeah. So you have those are the big three for them and then everybody under them. So when they hear Jay-Z, this generation, they, they'll look at it like, oh, he's an old man. He's out of touch. He has this right. poetic rap. Da, 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 da. You know, so I feel like the older the OGs can mentor and give advice. Are they going to be able to control what the kids are doing? No, they could try to help guide them. But I believe that people we are lacking leadership, right? We're lacking leadership in this day and age, right? Whether it's in the White House, where is the Malcolm X's? Where's the Martin Luther King's? Where are the leaders that we used to have? We're lacking that now. So not only are we lacking good leadership in this country, but we're lacking good mentors too. 
So you kind of want to be able to mentor kids, but not be so out of touch that they're like, I don't want to listen to this old lady. You know, you don't know anything. So you kind of have to find that medium. And I believe that if we get more leaders in this country, it will help as well. So, but these Um, conversations are good that we're having. It's a start. I think so too. Um, Danny, did you hear my question about whether or not, like if the uh, more seasoned rappers chimed in, if they did more mentoring, if they become more vocal, if the younger rappers will take heed and if they'll listen and follow instruction, do you think that that would help if we had more? <laughs> no, not at all. We'll um, <laughs> because when you did have like the C. Dolores Tuckers, the Reverend Al Sharp, Sharp uh, Sharpton, um jesse jackson they were actually made a spectacle of um mm. at some point nobody cared to hear what they had to say at some point um all of our community leaders we find one thing and will tear down a whole fucking movement because a nigga cheated on his wife mm. we will say fuck the civil rights movement he cheated on his wife so he ain't shit he they, they didn't fought they didn't got holes down all kinds of shit didn't happen to these people but when somebody steps up and says or points out the problems in the black community or any other community, everybody is like, oh, uh, who? how dare you say something about our community? How dare you say anything? You can't say anything and uh, damn near sleep well because people will be so critical of you, of your personal life and say that you can't point out things that are wrong with um, the culture. So right. I, I, I think even if they decided to step up they would lose um i actually think they would lose um at this mm. point and it, it's sad well, but yeah i don't see well, it being I, a good thing i understand your point but the reason i guess like the only the difference would be these are people who have been in rap I, not that i disagree with you because i remember i don't know if it was soldier boy disrespecting like i see like we've seen older rappers, older school rappers, literally the rappers who who littered rap in, ushered hip hop in, be disrespected by some of these young rappers. If they yeah. are willing to publicly disrespect them, you know damn well they ain't taking leadership from them. They think they know it all. They making a little bit of money. Right. They getting a little money in their pocket. They ain't trying to hear what they got to say. You especially, can't tell me nothing. Especially now because of the money that's being poured, the the money that these kids are making and seeing at such a young age, a lot of times these young, these young kids are richer than their OGs. So they'll look at rappers from back in the day and they're like, oh, you got something to say, but you, you was a rapper from the eighties, but you don't got what I got. So they're looking at this money as like a God, like they're better. It's like, why Mm -hmm. should I listen to my OG? I I got more money than him. So why should I give him respect? That's what these kids are thinking because Mm -hmm. of all this money that they're making at such a young age. But if it wasn't for your OGs fighting this fight to get rap to be where it is now, you wouldn't be touching no money. In addition, it is that mindset of you out of touch. You don't know what's going on. Like things are different. This ain't what it was back in your day. You know, right? That's how they feel. Like things are. You know what? Um, with Moneybag, yo, y'all heard of him, right? Yeah. Yeah. The guy came out. I think it was his birthday or something. But the dude was like, "I got all ifs," and he was in in school. And you know, they basically told me I wasn't going to be shit. But he right. was standing in front of all of his cars, you know, uh, got his jewels flossing out. And I'm mm-hmm. sitting there and I'm saying, like, you got all F's and you you fucked around and you became successful 
but that doesn't happen for the average fucking person and yeah. then I kind of feel like they'll push like a an unrealistic yeah. lifestyle like right it's unrealistic That's to true. think that like you, education's so, not important you could exactly. you could turn out like me mm-hmm. and not to mm-hmm. say that you have to be college educated or anything but most of them are signing fucked up deals yeah you signing deals for all this fucking money but you can't even count that high and and, hmm. and you don't have yeah. life insurance and some of those cars are leased and let's see where you are yeah. in 25 to 30 years not everybody yeah. is going to there's so many rich people that still live check to check because it's not how much money you make it's what you do with it and if you're not financially literate that's why mm. we need to teach financial literacy in our Ooh. community if you're not financially okay. literate if you don't if you don't do the proper steps with this money you going you know how many people in hollywood lost everything you know what's interesting when um i was hosted by my good damn did our sound go out uh-oh see you froze you in the matrix girl she like she mm-hmm. said she's in the matrix she was about to hit a point girl, see you might have to go out and come back in <laughs> some child because she is froze froze honey <laughs> Let me see if I dropped her. You might have to drop her, her so she can come back in. I've had to do that too. StreamYard starts to act up when you have a lot of people on your thing. And plus your um your broadcast in multiple places. It's three yeah. of us plus the comments. But we've never had this pro- like never. So I'm sitting here almost flabbergasted. Like, what the hell? Is Send an email to StreamYard. StreamYard, hey, like, Bill. listen, StreamYard. Because we paid a little StreamYard bill, and I want to say that little bill is like 64. 64- Hello, exactly. See mm-hmm. Rose, girl, she didn't drop down. Um, so <laughs> I did. She ask the question already. Yeah, she was. Um, I don't remember her exact question. Oh no, you made a point about um, you know, education. How your some rappers may put out like a false sense of, yeah. I guess, a dream, selling a dream to the youth. Like, don't give up. You could get all F's in school, not know how to read and put one plus one and still be rich and successful, which yeah. that's a narrative that I wouldn't 100% agree with. Yeah, I, I found it so crazy I, when he said that. I'm like, you niggas sound so fucking dumb and saying something like that because you can tell a person to follow their dreams, but don't tell them to, to act out in stupidity. Right. You getting all F's in school, you know, if, if you know, if you have a basic concept and you're saying that you're educating yourself, to me, that's totally different. But you got all F's in school and then you you fuck around and you make it. And and then you're like, oh, I got all F's, but look at me now. I got all my calls. That shows the IQ of them, Sister George. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Te- technicals. Technical difficulties. You know what I was trying to get at when I was talking about um, when I was hosted by my good sis and she was telling me a story about my nephew and she was talking about how when she has conversations with him, that's what she talks to him about, like, you know, different, um, you know, uh, his interests and how uh, the field that he's interested in, like a lot of the athletes go bankrupt because they don't know how to manage their funds and how money management and understanding 
understanding, having a business mindset and the importance of it. Like it's more than just understanding the sport. Like you also have to have a business mindset. And yeah, a lot absolutely. of people miss that step, you know? Right. Yeah. I was telling him um, it, the teacher didn't put all his grades in and it looked like he was failing math. Now, my son is a math whiz. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? The little boy was trying to rush. Right, he was doing right, right. work on the weekend, honey, trying to figure it out. And I was like, okay, so you know what's going to happen if you fail in math, right? And right. like, I'm going to sign a bad deal and they're going to take all my money. You damn right. <laughs> right. That's exactly what's going to happen. And uh, I think it's important to start educating. You know, if you have children that want to be in certain fields or whatever, you have to educate them on the, the total aspect of it because a lot of our people uh you know I, my son wants to go to the nfl a lot of these athletes and rappers sign all types of deals not really getting shit out of it um injuries whatever have you uh, they sign it then you can't even you, you're you're selling your masters after an album right you don't you don't even own your life all you can mm -hmm. do is tour to make money right they have your likeness your image whatever they can use your music for whatever they want to and you don't even have a say about it right and mm -hmm. it's crazy as hell but absolutely yeah. and that's why jay-z really got involved with the nfl he um he helps like, you know, the, the guys who get on and sign their deals and stuff in the NFL or what is that? The NFL is the football, right? Yeah. Yeah. He helps them with their contract. Like he, the division that he controls in there has to do with helping them with their contracts to make sure that they don't get jerked, whatever division right, that right, he handles right. and which I, which I think is super dope. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I did find some interesting information out, though, when I was doing my research for the topic um, because of, you know, uh, hip hop being looked upon as being such a dangerous art form. I was, you know, researching and some of the things that I found out about hip hop being viewed as dangerous, you know, hip hop in and of itself, I, I guess. Let me first start with asking a question. Do you all see hip hop, the art form, as being dangerous, or is it the 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 artist that is making it dangerous, or is it how it's viewed? Because really and truly, when I think about growing up, like the biggest thing, you know, growing up for me in the eighties, nineties. I mean, I was a you know a small child in the eighties, but in the nineties, growing up, you know, when I was of age in the nineties, um, the biggest thing was like the, the biggie pop beef. And mm -hmm. it's and like, you hear about some beefs, um, now in hip hop, but the biggest things thing seems to be people outside of the industry target targeting artists. So, you know, when you think about hip hop, in mm -hmm. and of itself being dangerous. I want to know, do you all see hip hop as dangerous? Is it the artists um, that make it dangerous? Or is it the culture around hip hop that makes hip hop dangerous? Mm, that's a good question. Hmm. I believe that one way to answer that question is life does imitate art, right? So I could speak on this because I live in these, I live in a community that you have to have a certain level of street smarts to move around and keep yourself out of problems yeah. where, you know, I don't want to dox myself. So I'm not going to say, but a high level, like a very big publicized murder 
um, that took place was literally like a block or two that the whole world knows about was like right in my neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? And things like this happen. You have to use wisdom. You have to, of course, pray. And if I had children and, and, and listen, I'm not going to lie. I would never even think about having kids living where I live. And I'm not, I don't live in the worst, worst area of the Bronx, but it's not, it's not something where you could leave your door unlocked and go to sleep. You understand what I'm saying? But there are people that don't have the luxury to get up and move if they do have kids. So unfortunately they have to raise their kids either in the projects or in, you know, neighborhoods that are, you know, dangerous and stuff like that. So what was your question again? See, I kind of went on a rampage. No, no worries. Is it? Oh, is is hip hop dangerous? Yeah. It's hip hop dangerous. It's are the artists that are, you know, um, that are, making the music dangerous? Is it the culture around hip hop that is- I feel like it's art imitating life. It is, in a way it is the culture because we are the culture, we're making the music and I'm saying we, cause you know, I'm just adding myself and we can add ourselves in this. It is making the music, but what people have to realize is the people that's living in this, especially the young kids, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Before I got privy to what was like, go before I had like a behind the scenes look into the industry, um, I believed a lot of stuff that I saw. And then when I got behind the scenes, I realized how much was, was smoke and mirrors, how much was theatrics, how much wasn't really true. So if there is any young people watching this, don't try to emulate what you see because it's the people in our communities that's going to suffer while the entertainers go back behind their gated communities and close that door and bankroll off of your suffering. So, so I wouldn't try to emulate what you see because a lot of these people that you idolize, they're not about that life. You know what I'm saying? And if you do get lucky and you survive your twenties and you do make it to our age, you'll see that what we're trying to tell you is not BS. We're not just old people up here talking. So that's kind of like, I hope I answered your question. I believe that it's definitely, we pay for it in the communities because it is dangerous because people are living this life and rappers just keep putting it out there. So it becomes dangerous for them too because they're dying in the hands of the hood. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, yeah, I agree. Um, Concrete, I think that it is definitely the culture that tends to be much more um, influential than the artists themselves. If you have a culture of drug dealing and uh, drug dealing, violence, prostitution, um, the culture is super dark right now. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't even gravitate towards the, like the positive music unless mm-hmm. you're older. And or or, or it's a, even the TikTok challenges have uh, an element of like the cursing and the over sexualized. Yeah. And I, I was sitting there and I was listening. It was one that everybody's doing like and then the people be following behind. But it was something about a, a stupid bitch. I was like, y'all dancing. It's the blicky, the blicky challenge. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly what I'm talking. Isn't blicky a gun? Yeah. <laughs> but I was sitting there and it, it was so many people that participated in the challenge but I'm like even when they do like the little challenges even an element of that and, and this is supposed to be fun and you mm-hmm. know 
free, but there's it's a, such a dark element to everything nowadays. And so that kind of led me to my next question about- Let me answer real quick, Danny, okay. before you- Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, no, no problem. Um, I just want to say that I think that absolutely it is the culture. I think that hip hop, that there has been a culture that uh, that is bred around hip hop that is a culture of destruction. Um, when I say a culture of destruction, uh, the promotion of killing, the promotion of uh, ingesting drugs, the promotion of you know over sexualization, having as much sex and as often as you can. You know, um, there's no talk of protection. There's no talk of right. uh, you know um, you know being careful of 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 um, there's no talk of it's it's just a lot, right. promotion of a lot of recklessness. Um, right, right. I think that when we think of um, a, a lot of things that are promoted within um, hip hop is destructive behavior. It is um, demoralizing. So the the culture around hip hop is demoralization, destruction. And I think that that is what is, um, you know, breeding this um, dangerous behavior. Um, yeah. And I think that as a result of the culture surrounding it, 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 it makes the artists targets, um, you know, it makes, um, you know, people that are involved in this hip hop lifestyle emulate behaviors that are destructive, you know, they want to get up you know, weapon and, and tote it and, you right. know, they're, yeah. uh, you know, carry it and, and do different, you know, there no gun safety or gun training. They, they're right. handling it like they see it being handled in movies or in, in videos and having a bunch of money and have a bunch of naked women around objectification, everything around it or everything that it involves is destruction and demoralizing. So I think right. that I would definitely go so far as to say that it's a culture around it. Okay. Um, what I wanted to ask was about, um, so being that th the culture is so dark around the music industry, mm -hmm. um, what do you think about them? Or I don't even know if you believe this, but like other forces, Th to me, the music has gotten super demonic, super dark. It's murder, murder, kill, kill. Mm -hmm. And at one point, you know, I remember like back in the early 2000s, there were a lot of things that came out about blood sacrifices, mm -hmm. um, them actually fucking with the vibration of the music. So they would take a music, run it through some different vibrations and, and it's all low. And I wanted to know your, your thoughts about that. Well, I do think that music is in a dark place now, especially with, um, this whole demon culture, this goon culture that, you know, the young kids are running around calling themselves demons. They're murdering people. They're saying that they're smoking people in blunts after they, after they're dead, they're digging up people's graves now. Like, yeah. he, you know, rappers are being killed and the quote unquote goons and demons are going to the grave sites and digging them up. You know, like it, the shit it, is unreal. It's, yeah. It's, it, it's unreal. And, um, I believe that, you know, with goth be also being kind of interjected in some of these, um, in yeah. some of these rapper, like the gothic lifestyle and what goes on with that. Some of these rappers have painted their face, calling themselves gothic rappers. And then on top of that, you know, they're able to afford a lot of the drugs. So then they're on substances is really dark. Um, 
And I just think, what was your question? What was the last question? Like, what about- did you, th- um, like your opinion of, of the dark arts and dark forces being brought into the music? Um, because like I said, at one point, rap did start off as positive and political, like super political. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. This is reminds me. I was listening to an interview with Cardi B and she yeah. was kind of crying in the interview, right? I didn't see the footage, but I, I heard the interview and she was kind of crying because she was like, I just want to be a mom. She was like, and when I make, cause you know, sometimes she'll make like drill music or music about, you know, gang affiliations and different things. And she was kind of crying. Like she sound choked up and she was like, you know, sometimes I just want to be a mom. And when I listen to this music, it, I, if I could find a clip, I'll send it to y'all. But she was like, it evokes this kind of demonic feeling in me. She was like, when I listen to it, it makes me want to go back and do the bad things that I came out of. And she goes, I'm so conflicted. Do I continue to make music like that? But I just want to be a mom. I just want to take care of my kids. But when I listen to this, it kind of restores all of that in me. So I re- that kind of reminds me of the question yeah. that you're asking. Music can motivate you. It could either motivate you to get on your hustle and do your thing, or it can motivate you to do bad things. So that's why I think with artists, you really got to look at it when you have a following, it's a responsibility, right? So the same way you could lead people down a positive path, you could lead them down a negative path. And it's not to say you got to parent people or you got to be the most, you know, perfect person. Right. But I think you shouldn't be afraid to be yourself. And you shouldn't, if you want to put yourself in front of the camera, you should show people your mistakes and your vulnerability, but always try to give people wisdom because you could lead people down the wrong path, especially, you know, artists that make music to evoke that feeling of wanting to go out there and hit a lick, wanting to go out there and murder music can influence you in a bad or a good way. So I do agree. It could, it could conjure up like a hate in you it's an energy right it it, is it's energy. definitely an energy um and thank and thank you because i Ab- absolutely it is an energy and it is a powerful energy you know that music like especially be people need to be weary like listening to music while you're sleeping do you know how that um goes into your subconscious and how that can condition you like that is one of the ways that people control the mind by having you listen to things while you're sleeping because it feeds your subconscious there it, it is very powerful that's why there's so much messaging and what you listen to and and people understand that that's why if you look you know depending upon what you're into you if you do your research you'll understand that um you'll find that there is a lot of messaging and mute hidden messaging and music right. that people aren't aware of yeah yeah absolutely yeah. um i i, I but, wholeheartedly agree with both of you ladies uh mm-hmm. concrete has got to get ready to wrap it up yeah um, um I was just going to say really quickly, the only thing I wanted to add is I I have to say this just real quick as it relates to artists. I do have to say, and this is me being an empath. um, I kind of um, feel sorry for a lot of these young artists because I look at them, a lot of them as young, starving artists. They want a chance. You want a way out of poverty. Even you look at a 
Cardi B or, you know, like literally like who wants to strip all their life? Who wants to right. like, that's not something that most people want, plan on doing for the rest of their lives, especially if they want to have children. And a lot of people are looking for a meal ticket, a way to, you know, um, provide for themselves yeah. and they're looking for a better lifestyle. And, you know, you find the trappings of and the allure of the entertainment life to be fascinating and you get into it and like someone highlighted earlier you might not even be the artist that is writing for yourself and you are you know you're um actually uh, promoting messaging that may not even be in line with your you know morals or your values or it might be and or you might get turned out because we know that the music industry is very powerful and they'll feed yeah. you whatever they'll feed whatever addiction or or whatever life yes. um, you have so there you know part of me yeah. kind of feels sorry for these artists i understand that they're they they just want a better life for themselves right. and many many of them um but i do think that there are a lot of dangers and a lot of hidden dangers and a lot of different things that lurk around corners that some of these people may not be aware of. And it's a bit scary to me. I would be concerned if it was the field that my child was going into. I I, I really would. Yeah. You know, it kind of brought me back to Suki Hana. And you, I remember like a video uh, that she leaked and I think they had her and her uh, man had a video on on OnlyFans, mm-hmm. but I remember like months prior to that, was her saying that she felt like she had sold her soul. Yeah, and then when it came down to like after after she went on that crazy, I'm not even gonna say it was a crazy rant, but after she went on that rant about her selling her soul, the next thing I know, she was stripped out. She had designer on um new wigs she had started getting her body done and it was like damn so you really you know and and people say well you know i so did what i had to do to feed my children this that and the third but it was such a scary thing because she was sitting there crying yeah um it it was one of the most influential things that, that that i seen you know especially with this day and age and like the the day of the uh ig models and shit like that but then you know she started to get now she's always been wild but it seemed like after she made that video and they started to pay her off or throw her a couple more dollars it seemed like she got even even more ratchet worse than what she already was and that was that was crazy to me because the thing about it is you have to keep up the antics in order to keep the money coming in now i know this is a whole other conversation ladies that we could have but i know some people because like i said angie's world is people from all walks of life that i talk to and i got a lot of friends from different places some sex workers are some of the most kind-hearted good people that you will ever meet right yeah and she did have she has five kids three kids whatever you know and with sex work she probably realized i mean we don't know what she was going through um when she was trying to make ends meet prior to you know getting into only fans but what i do know about only fans is that a lot of people is particularly women i think you get about 80 80% of your profits and OnlyFans takes 20 as opposed to porn 
where you would shoot a scene, they would give you a thousand or two thousand dollars. The network would be able to keep your your yeah, content, make money for the next five. Yeah. Right next, you know, you're doing anal for an anal scene for five hundred dollars. The network yeah. is making mm. money off you for the next three years, and you're walking away broke with five hundred dollars. So exactly. I do see why a lot of you know, women, there's like an allure to it because they can do the sex work. They can own their content. They could become super rich. And a lot of the struggles in their life, you know, disappear. But at what cost? At what oh, cost? Yeah. So now if you feel like I think that's where the crying was coming from to where in deep in her soul, she probably was dealing with something spiritually. Yeah. But felt like if I don't do this, like the lifestyle that I want is right behind this. But I just have to, I have to do it. And once you do it, it's like, now you're in. So now you got to keep topping yourself. You got to yeah. keep doing, you understand? It's like the drug yeah. game. And then yeah. it's hard to get out. And then once you be, once you make that commitment to be a sex worker and it's already there on the internet forever, you might as well, they, they look at it like, okay, I got to commit to this now. And this is what I got to do. And it's a whole thing, you know, it'd be nice yeah. to have a porn star on and, like I, I we I'm already looking, we we had Wesley Pipes on child. We've had, yeah, we've had Wesley Pipes on. We've had I mean, quite a few sex my show. I have a oh, lot yeah, of questions. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I, I do mm -hmm. know a lot of sex workers, but that's a whole other episode. But I'm just saying mm -hmm. what she said about compromising your morality, your spirituality Absolutely. for the money, it happens a lot. Whether it's the Cardi it B does. that's crying about it or the Sukiana that's crying about it, there yeah. is a level of turning a blind eye the same way a drug dealer yeah. you got to turn a blind oh eye to say you know what kind of blind eye you have to have to be able to sell that's to crackheads or that is true you know, especially ooh, a lot of them like women. they know these people yes they grew up like around these people and uh, oftentimes yeah. they're from the same areas like you i grew up right down the street from you and now i'm selling drugs to you like yeah that's you know what a blind true. eye you have to you you have to kind of stuff you have to in a way sell your soul yeah 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 there's a crossing <sighs> of the threshold that i always talk about honey and what makes people actually go across that fucking threshold to do the mm. most fucked up vile shit that you can think of and you wow. have people that will cross it with no conscious no thought process about it no mm. fear of consequence mm. no um thought of the impact of the community in general but right. getting to that getting to that bag get into that money yeah. and it just is what it is everybody you, you it's a dog eat dog world and you just gotta yeah do what you gotta do yeah um, i try not to judge people you know and then a lot of times with, yeah. with the girls that do this they take care of their family with that money the same way these drug dealers are taking care but it's like one of those things it's a whole nother conversation but yeah you kind of mm -hmm. just gotta i don't know you gotta do what's right for you stay prayed up that's true yeah absolutely i'm gonna read the super chats and then ladies we can give our final thoughts so okay. we can get up out of here um shout out to smooth he says we need more leaders so they can die by the hands of their own shit <laughs> ice t and snoop dogg came at soldier first 90s rappers got more money endorsements than musicians they sample from again what is new i think the I emergence of social social media is what's new i think the emergence mm -hmm. of social media of uh, shit going viral um the shit being the the worst things go viral nowadays like the worst of the worst of and course. i think that's the thing that's new i think the programming has always been there which is why a lot of people can do what they do 
but mm-hmm. when you add social media on top of that to me that kind of worsened the situation at least in my opinion um yeah. ladies y'all have a thought about that no i just said i didn't know that they came mm-hmm. at him first and sometimes we get like i i noticed yeah. that like old the older generation do feel like you gonna respect me regardless and they yeah. disrespect mm-hmm. the younger generation and i'm not a person that um stands behind that i think that you they just they're deserving of respect just like you so mm-hmm. yeah, i didn't know yeah. that so yeah okay. yeah um, shout out to Uncle Stu. He says it is StreamYard doing this. People are online now. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for that, Uncle Stu. And we got one more from Smooth. Uh, thank you so much, Smooth. He says, Do you know why kids on TikTok doing stanky leg challenges to an R. Kelly song? American Entertainment ha- uh, has been about toting guns, drugs, and sex, though. That's true. For as long as I can remember, like I said, I remember being about eight years old singing Akinelli and like, who the too short, maybe like too short since I can remember, like, but and even like my mom, like the songs that my parents used to listen to, James Brown was sexualizing. I mean, like yeah. people, this new, <laughs> like Elvis Presley song songs that were about like sexualization. So. We and know. Then with his child, never mind, child. Want to <laughs> That's a whole oh, other yeah. conversation. <laughs> what? I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. Mm. But anyway, we thought about it when it came to Kells. Think about this shit with him. Listen, oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm. I just didn't think about it in that moment. Shout out to Smooth again. He says, you guys said Chief Keith wanted to raise the murder rate, but Suki Hana said, ain't no one sold more cat than her. Why y'all giving them an out? Nobody's giving them an out at all. Where is he getting at all? First of all, no one's giving her out. Like at all. No, we like, first off, I didn't know she said it. And and that's not something in my opinion that I would want to brag about. That's not something that no. is deserving of an award in my we opinion. We didn't even get to the women in hip hop and their lyrics and the, the That's what we need to talk about next like time. The we need to and a hoe. You can't out hold a hoe. Listen, the next time that Angie's available, maybe we'll do a part two on women in hip hop and and do right. a whole separate show because that's deserving of its own segment, own broadcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Angie, we want to thank you for coming absolutely. on. This was thank an you, excellent sis. show. Appreciate you. In spite of all the technical difficulties, this I was know. an excellent, excellent show. I had. Yo, first of all, shout out to my girl C. Shout out Thank to you. Sister George. Shout Thank out to you. the breakdown of women's perspective. Everybody that's watching on all y'all platforms. Shout out to everybody. Um, even the people Thank that came you. to subscribe yeah. to my channel. Um, shout out to you. I had a ball on here. Uh, this is um, a great conversation. You guys were super dope hosts. Make sure y'all show them love. Anybody that came over here from um from my platforms make sure y'all subscribe to them if you guys are interested in me and what i have going on you can follow me at youtube.com slash angie's world one word angie's world a-n-g-i-e-s world you have been follow- dropping your link in the chat it's in the chat right now so just click uh, the link and it'll take you right to her platform thank you so much and then if you want to listen to it online and not watch the podcast you can just search angie's world podcast a-n-g-i-e apostrophe s world um you can follow me on clubhouse at angie's world um follow my instagram at angie's world podcast 
Um, I can't wait to come back and kick it with y'all again. Yes. I had such a good time. And then you guys got to come on my podcast too. For sure. Let, Let us know. know. We Absolutely. We're going to come up with yes. something dope. So, yes, um, we would yeah, love to return the favor. Thank you again, Angie, for coming yes, on. This was a dope you. conversation. So lighthearted. Felt like talking to an old friend as you are. Yes. And definitely appreciated you coming on. We loved your perspective. This was dope. Can't wait to part two. Yes, I can't wait, y'all. Thank you. Right. Definitely enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And we look forward. Hit me up whenever you want to do something, child. We will definitely work it out in the background. Yes. Absolutely. I'm definitely going to hit y'all up. So um, look out okay. for the, the ladies, the dynamic duo on Angie's World podcast. Hell. And um, Absolutely. Yeah, y'all are super dope. Again, thank you for having me. And um, I guess I'm out of here, y'all. <laughs> thank right. you. Enjoy thank your you, Sunday, Angie. boo. Have a good All Sunday. right, y'all. One, I, if y'all still continue to show, I'm still gonna. I, I'll be in the comments. Oh, we're about to hop off in just in just yeah. a moment too, so we can enjoy oh. our Sunday. All right, love y'all, deuces. <laughs> Bye, Peace, Angie. Angie. Love you too, girl. That was dope. It, it was definitely was a, very a really fun, different, absolutely like that. Different from our typical divisive content dare i say it um so uh that was definitely <laughs> i saw that look um definitely a good show very interesting talking about the impact of hip-hop and if it's leading black men to an early grave which is a great question i do want to end off on that and i did not get a chance to ask her that oh my gosh that that was the question of the hour and I should have asked her that, but I would like to answer that question in closing for us, if you don't mind, because I do think that's an interesting question that deserves answering. And for me, as it relates to the question, if hip hop is leading black men to an early grave, I would say that hip hop in and of itself is not leading black men to an early grave, but I do think that it is aiding, especially black artists. I yeah. think that I see black artists trying to leave the um, community, the black community in an effort to provide a better life for themselves, for their loved ones, um, hoping to get out of situations that in many cases are unfortunate, uh, you know, get out of the hood, so to speak. And they're hoping to, you know, um, forge a better life for themselves and their loved ones. And then they get caught up in the trappings of the lifestyle. Maybe they're donning their jewelry that they earned, that they bought. And mm -hmm. oftentimes it is because they're going back to the hood or going back to some of these hood spots that they like to eat at that has the good soul food or the good snacks or the right. good things that they enjoy, the good clothes, the good shopping malls that they like to shop at. And as a result, they're getting caught slipping, unfortunately, and their lives are being snuffed out way too early and it is just so 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 unfortunate rest in peace to all the lives that have been lost like way too early it's just such a sad sad thing to me so i would say that hip-hop in and of itself is not to blame but i do think that the culture surrounding hip-hop is creating a very dangerous demoralizing culture that contributes and aids to the loss of life of black men and yeah it is it is in, in part to blame so that would be my response concrete i think that was an excellent assessment um I pretty much feel the same way. I don't think it's the actual uh, music um, that's leading, but you know, like, um, how am I saying this? 
hip hop isn't leading um people to uh, uh, to their demise but i think it's like the type of rap and the culture surrounding that rap music um shout out to kit clouds he was saying drip rap drill rap is uh really what's doing the damage and i wholeheartedly agree with that um so i think this was a dope show um yeah, I, I think it was a dope show. I think it was a much needed conversation. And I, I hope people continue to have these conversations and to educate our children. Um, like I said, we have to be mindful what we put in put into our brains, what we put into our subconscious. Um, we have to be mindful of that, of what we're feeding ourselves. And, um, you know, we got to do better with our kids with that too, because you're letting them consume a lot of the shit hella negative hella depressing like really go and look at some of the lyrics to a lot of this shit and it, it's super depressing so um yeah um one more thing what i want to say too i will be on sir hale speaks tonight at 8 30 p.m central standard time so if you guys aren't doing anything and y'all chilling uh, come check me out on Sir Hale Speaks. I dropped his link um, in the chat and you guys go and subscribe to him. Um, shout out to everybody that came through. Um, yeah, shout out to everybody that came through. Smooth, go straight Smooth. to hell. <laughs> you a whole hater, baby. It's the top. That's all it is. It's, it's the top. My top is is, is lower, so it, it's showing a little baby, bit more decollete. <laughs> No, no, not it. decollete, honey. That's all no, it is. That's a big word. That's it, baby. That's it. That's all. I got the clavicle out today. Ooh, la, I got la. the clavicle out. That's it. That's all. That is it. He is such a hater. Baby but... smooth always in the chats, popping crap. Baby. Lord have mercy. But shout out to everybody that came through, especially you guys that super chatted and supported our platform like y'all always do. We're always appreciative um so thank you guys so much if you didn't hit the like button hit the like button baby that do that absolutely go subscribe to angie if you ain't do that go yes go, go subscribe to my good sis she is yeah. a ball of fun and she has some very interesting conversations over there as well and baby we got mo mo ish popping for y'all listen wait till next week and then all next month baby listen it's it's, it's, it's a breakdown, breaking breaking it down, honey. Let's stay tuned because it's on and popping as always. <laughs> mm. All right, guys. Well, we will see you guys back here on Wednesday. Y'all have a great start to your week. We are out. Peace.